Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 135 of the Chick Foley podcast. Not that I figured I was going to get a reaction out of you guys, man. I was trying to get my Jim Ross on and just, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of change the name just because I felt like it. I think we're numb to that. Yeah. 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 We just kind of tune those things out. We're suspending our disbelief. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we are, uh, we're back with episode 135 of the Chick Foley Show. We're creeping ever closer to that milestone episode of 150. We'll have to come up with something oh big gosh. to do for that one. But uh, brainstorming hasn't even begun yet because there is so much wrestling to talk about. Before we go any further, let me introduce the stars of the show. Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. I've got a, uh, well, I'll talk about it in the beverage break. I got an interesting drink over here, so I should be tuned up by the, by the time that um, we get to go figure in all the other segments. I might, I might be a little bit loopy. Oh, Ooh, those that don't know, uh, drunk Chick Foley is a real treat, so. <laughs> oh, can't wait. It could go off the rails a little bit tonight. Uh, <laughs> Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Oh, doing great. I just uh, can't wait to talk some uh, WWE Dynamite. That's all I'm waiting for. <laughs> yes. Uh, before we go any further, we do want to start on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, about an hour before showtime, the news came out that the Patriot, Dell Wilkes, has passed away at really the young age of 59. Um, we know he had a history of drug abuse and how much of a toll that stuff can take on its body. Dude was a awesome wrestler back on the day, really a legend on the indie scene. Um, but it looks like his, uh, you know, his time on earth has come to an end. Marco, were you a pretty big Patriot fan back in the day? Yeah. Um, I was actually going to say, you know, when you talked about, you know, the, you know, the abuse that drugs do over, you know, the course of time, um, he had a great physique, um, probably, probably one of the better physiques. And I was actually oh, just, yeah. he, he was built like a Hasbro man. Yeah, no, he was, he was literally legit, like a superhero build. And, um, I was just actually, I, I remembered he was a tag team with, uh, Buff Bagwell, remember the uh, oh, yeah. Stars and Stripes? Stars and Stripes. Yeah. So I was, I think uh, he, was, uh, he was Marcus Alexander Bagwell back then. Yep. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, I was looking up some of that stuff just to, you know, get some, uh, you know, nostalgia feels for the Patriot. But yeah, he's uh, definitely huge, like in Japan as well. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, continue his career over there and stuff like that. So yeah. It, Had it, a main event run with Brett the Hitman Hart in uh, 1997. It's kind of one of Brett's last feuds before. For hitting the road and yeah, uh, right. from WWF. That's right, definitely. Yeah, it's uh yeah, story career for the uh for the Patriot. Yeah, he did a really uh fun episode with Stone Cold Steve Austin, like back in the day. I think it's like in his archives. So if you haven't um, you know, heard that, it's definitely uh, worth a listen. Yeah, it's in the archives and it's kind of weird timing. They actually released that uh, you know, Steve Austin's taken a little bit of a hiatus from his show and they've been releasing the the Steve Austin show classics over the last six months or so. And I want to say it was just in, in the last seven or eight weeks that, uh, that they re-released the, oh, the wow. Patriot episode. So go check it out. It's really interesting. Um, interview dude had a crazy life was actually an all American football player back in the early eighties as well. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Made for an awesome action figure too. I was never, um, a huge Patriot Mark as a, as a actual wrestling fan, but I loved his bone crunching action figure that he got pushed to the moon in my fig fed back in the day. It was such a classic <laughs> figure. And, uh, you know, hopefully Mattel finally get on board and, and get us a, a proper Mattel release of this guy. Because, like you said, Margo, he really did look like a freaking superhero. 
Yeah, they, you know what's really weird? Uh, the last um, pro wrestling crate that dropped, this, it was either last month or this month, the, there was a documentary of the Patriot as a DVD inside the box, too. So that was oh, wow. kind of kind of timely. Um, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of like, yeah, yeah it's kind of weird that, uh, that that dropped, but, you know... It's always it's always uh, rough when we lose a uh, we lose one of our uh, our favorites in the yeah, wrestling world. Definitely, thoughts and prayers to the Patriot. Um, we'll do a little bonus retro recommendation. I ask everybody to go back and watch In Your House from September and October of 1997. On one of those, it's Bret Hart versus the Patriot for the WWF Championship, and then there's another one where it's a flag match, um, a tag team match with Bret and the British Bulldog against Vader and Patriot. So two really entertaining matches as part of the America versus Canada storyline that was going on pretty much all of 1997. Uh, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco running the show, Twitter over at Chick Foley Show. And then most importantly, you can join our Foley fam over on Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. We just dropped our Royal Rumble 92 watch along. Super fun watch along. Definitely a pickup from the, the previous Rumbles that we were building up. We, you know, we're doing them in chronological order. So this was kind of a, a peak moment <laughs> in Rumble, in Rumble history. So we also have new episodes of Unboxing Mania coming up every week. Uh, looks like we're kicking off our Fantasy Football League. We have a lot of fun stuff. Our Prediction Leagues is going strong. So definitely join us over there. Uh, we buy, sell, trade figures. So that is com. Yes. And it is now time to announce the winner of Top Picks Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. You ready? Oh, yeah. Here we go. And the winner of Wreck-It Roman is at Hordemord. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> interesting name. H-O-R-D-M-O-R-D at Hordemord. Make sure you send us your deets on Instagram or Twitter, and we will get Wreck-It Roman in the mail to I've got you. his. Uh, I got his profile pulled up right now. He's got some some pretty cool art here. He's a, definitely an artist. Uh, got some looks almost kind of like like Japanese like anime slash figurine inspired stuff I'm seeing some some buddy Murphy some Rhea Ripley's got the drip God Seth Rollins on there so nice not only this did this guy get a figure um he's also got some pretty cool art so so hit him up on IG at horde Mord. so horde Mord, uh slide in Sheena's DMs and we will get wreck it Roman headed your way uh Sheena uh, you guys made an appearance on our fellow pod foundation members show the extra cooler show uh Tell us about that. Yeah, so Marco and I, uh, we we recapped Money in the Bank 2014 on the Extra Cooler Show. It was so much fun. Um, Fun talking about, talking with those guys. Um, Hold on just one moment. My dog is the, one of the hounds of justice is really kicking up over here. Hang on. Marco, uh, how was it going on Extra Cooler Show? Did those guys, did they roll out the red carpet or did they big time you guys? Uh, What was the, what was the situation? Oh, no, there were, I mean, there was no big timing from the, uh, from the extra cool show, yeah, Nick, Nick and Matt were awesome. They were uh, they were very accommodating to us. Um, yeah, it was a, it was actually my first time actually seeing uh, Nick. Um, normally, when we're you know chatting, it's on it's on Instagram and the DMs going over some uh, show designs and stuff like that. So it was actually really cool to actually put a face to the uh, to the drawing, so to speak. So yeah, we had a really awesome time. Um, I did we did. We did chat a lot like we normally do on this show. Me and Sheena kind of, you know, 
you know, we, you know, we, we, we go off. I mean, I'm not sure if they're used to it, but uh, we did our thing over there. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was a fun time. We uh, kind of derailed a little bit, but uh, I thought it was a really good show. Yeah, definitely listen to it. Yeah, uh, I think we've made I think we've made the full pod foundation loop at this point. You know, we've all we've done the Monday debate with our friends over at Turnbuckle Tavern. Um, mm-hmm. Seth and I went on Pyramid Wrestling. So, Marco, you still have to make your appearance on Pyramid Wrestling. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, we just did the Extra Cooler show. So we've yeah, we we've made the full pod foundation loop. So super excited to to close that. Yeah, first definitely, ever. Uh, First ever guest. Yeah, on the, the show first too. ever guest on the Extra Killer Show. It was like, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of pressure when you're like the first. You know, you're, I was breaking up the Survivor Series team. If you guys listen to their show, you guys know that those four have been friends for like forever. You know, yeah. and so <laughs> we came in there as the outsiders, just uh, you know, kind of, kind of make our way, hoping we would uh, fit in. But yeah, it yeah. was a fun time. They are going to return the favor. The Extra Cooler crew is going to be appearing on the Chick Foley Show when we do our Money in the Bank preview episode here in a few weeks. Um, so I'll, as always, check those guys out. Hit up Turnbuckle Tavern, the two bad chads, and the OG Fig Kid. They're the hardest working guys in the podcast business. And then uh, Pyramid Wrestling, super quality, action figure based um, podcast. Those guys are going to be coming back from a short hiatus very, very soon. We're going to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley at ringsidecollectibles.com to save 10% on all your wrestling figure purchases. And I think that about does it for housekeeping, guys. You, are we ready to move into the squared circle? Oh, yeah. So, you know, I had a, a lame attempt at poking fun of it at the start of the show. Uh, but after a pretty wild action-packed two hours of wrestling last night, all anybody was talking about was good old JR as he signed off. WWE Dynamite. Uh, it yeah. was an unfortunate slip of the tongue. Um, Sheena, I'll kick it to you first. Is it time for JR to hang up the headphones? I, I hate to I hate to drag JR because I love JR. I want to preface everything I'm about to say with uh, I love JR. He's a legend. He's the the voice of a generation. I best just, of all time. Without yeah, question. like no doubt. And this is all love. This is all love to JR. But I just feel like at this point in his career, it's. It's 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 clear that he's not as sharp as he once was, and it's it's hard. I can't imagine doing what they do. So I'm not saying that I could get out there and do what they do any better. But there are people out there in the world that can do this job and do it really really well. And that's not to say like <laughs> Tom Phillips. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not to say that you know when you hear Jr.'s voice, you don't get excited to watch wrestling. Like he does have that effect and that impact, and he is that like anchor for you know, wrestling commentating, but at the same time, like when you don't even know the talent's name, like he messed up Andrade's name. I was like, Oh God, when that happened, I was, I, I kind of got on JR's case. And then to say WWE dynamite after he literally just said AEW. So I don't even know where the wires got crossed in there where he like, you know, just went back in time hmm. and said, said WWE. It's just, it's just not a good look. And I know we can all forgive him. Like we, us as fans, of JR, but there's there's people that are watching AEW that don't have that nostalgia and that love and everything for JR. So they're like, what the heck is this old man talking about WWE dynamite? You know, there's like new people coming into the product all the time that aren't from the attitude era, that aren't from before that. You know, they they don't know the JR that we know. So I feel like if you're trying to put the best product you can out there, you need to get somebody that is capable of carrying it that way and he should be a novelty i'm not saying they need to can him i you know i I want jr to have a job but i feel like he should be somebody that comes out for big matches make it feel special make him feel special um and then you know just like i said use him on occasion as needed 
Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm going to go in a slightly different direction. The the slips of the tongue like he had last night and, you know, mispronounced names, I can forgive that. My biggest issue with JR right now is kind of the the systematic, like, sexist comments he's making over the last year. And you guys know I'm not super duper PC. I'm not really all about, like, the cancel culture and everything. But he's made some really, like, I would almost say, like, borderline hateful comments that he's made, just um, kind of making, like, sexualized comments and just different mm-hmm. things he said to kind of make the women seem like they're a little bit of a joke on the show, mm-hmm. you know, as the the dad of, you know, a little one and a half year old badass uh, little chick already. Um, I just, I can't stand that stuff. It really gets on my nerves. Mm-hmm. And that's the stuff that kind of makes me think, you know, it's time for this dude to, to kind of move on. And like Sheena said, just be used sparingly for the big matches to add a little bit of extra spice, um, you know, when, when it's when it's time for that. Uh, Marco, if he does go ahead and, you know, ride off into the sunset uh, sometime in the next few months, who do you think should replace him as AEW's lead commentator? Um, I mean, I don't think they have to add anyone. I mean, definitely, you know, Excalibur's, you know, he does a great job. Uh, Tony Schiavone's so, like, sharp as hell. So, I mean, you can just, you can run it with just them, too. You don't need a three-man yeah, I like that. Shivani kind of being the host and color guy, and then you got Excalibur kind of doing the play-by-play. I yeah, so like, yeah, I mean, I mean, if they want to add a third guy, they, I mean, obviously they definitely can. But um, I mean, just to piggyback off of what Shanna said, um, you know, you shouldn't just you know remove Jr. and fill in the seat if that's if that's going to happen. I mean, it's not going to happen anytime soon. But hypothetically, if it does, it's like you can't fill that seat like right away. That's Jim Ross that we're talking about. He's a hall of famer he's a legend um yeah. so yeah, it, no, you don't want to disrespect him you don't want to just like can him and bring in someone else i, I totally yeah. get that but yeah i would know, say like names there they got options of, if they want to do kind of like a rotating spot because you know jericho is gold mm-hmm. on commentary yeah. um, you got mark henry and big show yeah. yeah taz whenever team taz cools down a little bit you can get him in there you know big show I think even dustin rhodes dustin yeah. rhodes could do a decent job they, yeah, they got don callis too yeah mark henry can jump in there too now but like the other thing too is like like you said they, they should he should be used for like pay-per-views and like the big time matches. Like that's when he comes out and does, yeah. does his commentary. Like you, you shouldn't see him every week or hear from him every week. It should be, you know, Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and maybe like an up and coming guy. If they want to put on a third man on a AEW dynamite, they can, you know, get somebody that's a like homegrown talent of AEW in that seat. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's too early to tell. Like you said, everyone makes mistakes. It does happen. Yeah, and, he did uh, tweet. He's like, he he said, yeah, I made an unfortunate, um, I made an unfortunate mistake, something like that. I'm paraphrasing, and he said, but I'm not quitting. So, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it, he gets it, but again, it's just it's it's okay by us, but I just feel like there are people that aren't going to be like, you know, they're going to be like, dude, what are you, what as, are you doing out here? Yeah, they're not going to be as uh, easy on. Uh, they're not going to be as forgiving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let so we'll again. We all love Jim Ross here. Uh, we definitely want to make that clear. So we did, last thing we want to do is bash him, but it's just you know sometimes it's time to move on. Um, let's go on to Tuesday night. So Wednesday ended on a low note. Tuesday ended on a high note as Isaiah Swerve Scott finally gets some gold in WWE, beating Bronson Reed for the North American Championship. So. Uh, Hit Row's been out for about you know six seven weeks right now, and they are already, are already making a huge impact. They're being positioned as a main event act in NXT. Uh, Marco, we'll start with you. Are you down with Hit Row? Yeah, I, li- I like what they're doing. I like the uh, I like the ensemble that they have going on there. Um, I also like the fact that um, you know just you know I don't want to say shortly after Undisputed Era 
we have kind of like another contender as like a like a marquee faction in NXT right now. Obviously, yeah, I you love have the factions, way. dude. Yeah, I'm here for it. Yeah, obviously you have the way. So I mm-hmm. mean, they're you know they're they're there. They're not like the. I think the focus is going to be on Hit Row though. And you got the, Roddy's uh, faction. What's his faction? Diamond Mine. The Diamond, Diamond Mine. Mine. Yeah. Diamond yeah. Mine. So, like, they really made an impact with Sheen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what, you know, what the, 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 all the guys that Roddy Strong's got. You know those guys. Yeah. You know the Diamond guys. The, the Diamond, Diamond guys. The Diamond Miners. Is that what they're? No. <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah. No. Definitely. Uh, I mean, just him winning that title shows you right there that they're putting a lot of stock into him in in Hit Row. So. Yeah, can't wait! I can't wait to see what's uh, what's gonna get, what's gonna happen during the uh, SummerSlam weekend. With uh, I think NXT my big issue is uh, you know, Top Dollar, aka AJ Francis. I wish that <laughs> even though he did a great job on the show, I wish I hadn't seen him so much on uh, WWE's Most Wanted yes. Treasures. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's it makes it, I have a hard time buying into like the gangster rapper act because I've seen that <laughs> he's such a genuine sweetheart of a guy. You know what I mean? Like so. Yeah, he I, seems like such a big teddy bear. You know, yeah, on uh, I, on this <laughs> show, he's like he's like, dude, I I, I have a budget here, man. I totally understand. <laughs> Understand where you're coming from, but you know I got a budget. I got to go back to Triple H. Then he comes on uh, NXT trying to be a badass. And you're like, dude, yeah, he's spitting <laughs> freestyles and stuff. And he, uh, you know, he did like again. He's I don't know how they picked him for that show, but he was perfect for it. His yes. his uh, personality and love for wrestling came through, and I think that was his genuine personality. You know, what I mean, I think he's mm-hmm. like, like I said, just a genuinely nice guy. So it's hard for me to not like to separate that from this dude who's acting super tough and you know dropping bars and everything. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> Uh, it's gonna take me a little bit of time to get over that, but they are a cool act. Uh, we still need to see uh, B Fab in the ring, yeah. um, but but it's cool and uh, and Swerve can go, man. Like Swerve can go. I'm glad to finally see him uh, doing his thing in NXT. Uh, on the other end of it, Bronson Reed lost. We know he's had some tryout matches on main event here recently. Uh, Sheena, what do you think is next for Bronson Reed? Are we gonna see him up on Raw or SmackDown by SummerSlam? I mean, I would think so. I mean, WWE is definitely in need of some some man meat on the roster right now. I yeah. mean, they cut they cut a lot of beef recently. So I mean, they got Braun is gone. You know, Bray's out for the time being. I just feel like you know Bron- Bronson. They don't. You know, Keith Lee is MIA. Yep. Um. So they they need some some Bronson Reed up there to to bring back thick boy season. Yeah. Bronson Reed and Bobby Lashley. How how good does that sound, man? We know Lashley does a lot of his best work going going head to head with other powerhouses. I think those guys could tear the house down. Yeah. Uh Marco, what about you? What do you think are the prospects for Bronson Reed on the main roster? Um ho- hopefully good. I mean, <laughs> um obviously we know the track record with NXT call-ups and stuff yep. like that. But um the good thing is uh live crowds will be back by that time. Um so they'll really be able to gauge you know, the response of a, of a Bronson Reed uh, yeah. when he does hit the main roster. My um, so fear is that he's just going to go through the Vince matic and then come out on the other side, you know, wearing... Bronson. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, just Bronson. Reed. Oh, my God. What if that was his gimmick? He was like, Bronson. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, but, yeah, that, well, I read some... Uh, I was reading somewhere that I guess, like, Vince McMahon himself is actually going to the performance center to like uh, start like getting some talent or uh, purveying and seeing what they're doing over there and seeing who can uh, be called up to the uh, main roster 
Yeah, right I actually now. saw that. I saw a little new, a uh, little like it wasn't actually an article. It was like a nugget on another article, but it said that they're actually beefing up security for yeah. when Vince goes to visit. I'm like, what the hell? Are there people out there that are trying to get Vince or something? Probably. Like the internet wrestling community is going to be waiting for him in the bushes outside of the PC you, to, to jump him or something. You never know. You never know. Uh, wrestling fans are freaking crazy. Yeah. Uh, the other the other side too is I guess a lot of uh, uh, talent has been down at at the performance center as well, helping out. Like I think like Sasha Banks. They said was down there helping training and stuff like that. So there's a lot of they're having a besides Vince McMahon, there's a lot of different scouting happening and stuff like that. And yeah, you're probably going to see a lot of like a pretty much like a new like a almost like a ruthless aggression era. I think wave of uh, talent hitting the main roster soon. So hey, know. it's time to start putting butts in seats again, man. So they're going to yeah. have to get some fresh blood. Yep. John Cena's not walking through that door anytime soon. Yeah, John Cena, Brock. We don't know what's going on with Brock right now. Obviously, we have the uh, you know the head of the table to, uh, you know, keep things going, but he, he, he himself needs some, some new opponents to go again. So true. Yeah. Perfect segue. Cause we were about to talk about the main event of money in the bank. Edge made his return on Friday night. Roman's cutting a, uh, somewhat of a, uh, celebratory promo about how he's gotten rid of all the competition on SmackDown and there's nobody left. And then all of a sudden, Edge's music hit and he comes out. Sheen, what did you think of Edge's return on SmackDown? First time we've seen him since WrestleMania. Yeah, he uh, he looked, he had his Viking gear, uh, you know, with his his beard. I thought that was, he looked like a badass. He looked like he'd been hiding in a cave somewhere, beefing up, lifting weights and lifting rocks and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, he looked ready to kick some Roman ass. But yeah, he, he looked good. I, I, I'm here for it. I, I can't wait to see Edge versus Roman one-on-one and we kind of touched on it we talked about it on um extra cooler show about uh edge's shirt you know it said iconoclast and basically that means oh well not basically the definition is a person who attacks cherished beliefs or institutions um and then a destroyer of images used in religious worship so basically he's giving a subliminal message that he's here to like kick Roman's ass. And then not only kick Roman's ass, he's going to go for, for Seth Rollins. You know, I think that was kind of summed up in that, in that one definition. I thought it was pretty cool. So yeah, I thought that was a pretty subtle way to just show that what his intentions are back here at WWE. We better bring it. Cause I don't know how many people saw it. Um, but Seth cut a killer promo on talking smack afterwards. He basically, um, you know, the way they presented it was that Seth learned on, talking smack that Roman and Edge was official for money in the bank and Seth just snapped saying it should have been his title shot. So he's definitely got his eye on this match and it looks like he's going to get involved um, somehow. Mar- Marco, did you catch this? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. And um, he, he needs to not worry about Edge so much and worry about Roman Reigns just not even acknowledging that he exists. Because um, you, you said it yourself, Sheena, he he was out there in the middle of the ring saying that he got rid of anyone, everyone and that there yeah, was nobody that's else. Yeah, true. Yeah, I didn't even like he's not even that. acknowledging yeah. Seth Rollins even as a as a competitor right now. Th- like, in my mind, I think that's because Seth's the one person that Roman fears. You know, Seth has always had uh, Roman's number traditionally, man. So I think that's like you know that. And think about it. That's the one person we've seen on this whole run that was able to just straight up go up to Roman. He didn't acknowledge him or anything. He just ran up on him backstage and told him to basically clean up yeah. the, the mess with his cousins. That was definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think that was an intentional choice. Because for them, for them, just be like there's no one left. Because clearly, I mean, you know, there's an elephant in the room, and his name is their drip god, Seth Rollins. And yeah, they, yeah. like, I feel like everybody was like, um. So I think that was definitely an intentional, um, you know, like yeah. Yeah. Be, they've been slow playing us with this. You guys remember at the end of Backlash, um, Roman standing tall after beating Cesaro, and Seth's music hits. Yeah. 
everybody's going nuts. You know, Twitter Twitter melted down for about 90 seconds when Seth walked out and then stared down Roman for for a couple seconds before turning his attention to Cesaro. So I think WWE knows what they have with that, and I wouldn't be surprised if they end up stretching that till WrestleMania before we finally see that one-on-one match. Uh, Roman actually cut an interview with Sports Illustrated today, and they were asking him um, about, you know, all this history with the different S.H.I.E.L.D. members, and he he talked the he basically said that him and Seth, that's like WWE's uh, insurance policy. They know anytime they need to, they can go to that feud, and it's going to be straight money if they need to sell out a SummerSlam or a WrestleMania. So, so was, I think even, yeah. you know, WWE, Roman, everybody knows how much money there is to be made in a uh, Roman versus Seth one-on-one feud. Um, but, Sheena, I'm going to kick it to you for a prediction. Marco's the prediction champ, so I'm going to let him go second and play off of you. So, we know we got money in the bank coming up. So, you, it's most likely going to be Roman and Edge in the main event. Seth's mm-hmm. going to be somewhere in the mix. Plus, we got the money in the bank winner. I'm going to ask you, when the when the kind of the, the copyright logo comes up, who is going to be standing tall at the end of the money in the bank pay-per-view? Hmm. I think Roman Reigns is going to be standing tall. I mean, I, it, it's just, it's hard to place your bets against Roman. I feel like he's just been so dominant um, that it would be, it would be ridiculous of me to to think that anybody else is going to come in there and wreak havoc on Wreck-It Roman. All right, Marco. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, let me, uh, I'm going to correct you real quick. He did make that comment on cheap heat. Yeah. Okay. That, it was, that was what that okay. was from. Yeah. yeah. Got it. So he okay. so he did talk about that as well as uh not ever forming a shield reunion ever again. That's not happening whatsoever. If you listen to that interview, he's just like, no. Just right they're like, Oh, you think you'll uh, have a shield reunion? No. Yeah, it wasn't even, it didn't even hesitate at all. Oh, yeah, I see. So, yeah, I read it on, I was on sportsillustrated.com where I read the article about it. So, they did a recap of the Cheap Eat podcast. Still waiting on Sports Illustrated to start doing recaps of the Chick Foley show. uh, Yeah, we need that. Anytime, anytime we're here for you. But, yeah, but, um, so, yeah, Roman Reigns is definitely winning. Who's standing tall when the, uh, when the copyright logo pops up? Might be Seth Rollins. That's what I'm thinking too. I'm seeing I'm seeing Roman and Seth finally have their one on one match. But you know, for all we know, Daniel Bryan might still get Roman added and to Seth this match. Are having a one on one. Excuse me, Roman and Edge. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Roman and Edge are going to have their match. Um, again, for all we know, Daniel Bryan could still get added to this thing. No. Oh that's my gosh! Yeah, you want to see the would, internet melt down? That would I would be. actually just laugh at ha- if they really just trolled the fans and yeah. just added Daniel Bryan again. But uh, but no, I think they're going to finally get their one on one match. Edge is going to give it a hell of a uh, a hell of a fight, but come up short and then. When he's getting his, you know, you still got it, standing ovation at the end, Seth comes out and just waylays him. I'm thinking like, you know, two, three curb stomps. And yeah, I agree with you, Marco. I think it's going to be Seth Rollins standing tall to end to end Money in the Bank. I hope so. I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see that. It's been a long time since we've seen um, Seth Rollins standing up uh, tall at the end of a pay-per-view. So I'm here for that. All right. Let's get to the beverage break. You know, Sheen, I think you pulled a uh, a Marco, man. Seth was standing tall at the end of Backlash just a couple months ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's, I did. I had a... I don't know what's up with you guys. Both <laughs> of you guys like, collectively just blocked that pay-per-view out of your minds. Because remember, Marco was like, oh, it's been forever since Braun's been relevant. And you were like, <laughs> oh, yeah. he like, just <laughs> fought for the world championship on pay-per-view two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. that, that lets you know everything you need to know about Backlash. No, about WrestleMania uh, Backlash. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so there I go. I can't remember the name of the freaking pay-per-view. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's talk about what we're drinking tonight. Sheen, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, so this is by Dogfish Head. It's 
a cherry bergamot whiskey sour. So it's a it's a canned cocktail. Um, it's scratch made. It's not whiskey. a hard seltzer. This is a legit cocktail. This is a legit cocktail. Um, scratch made whiskey with natural flavors uh, and oak chips. So it's pretty good. It's hitting it's hitting well. So uh, I'm not usually a whiskey drinker, but for some reason this just sounded really good. So yeah, here I am. Yeah, I love a whiskey sour. That's probably. That, along with just a straight-up rum and coke, are probably my favorite uh, cocktails. Um, I am also drinking something from Dogfish Head. This is Sea Quench Ale. So I have one of these on deck. I'm excited to bust Yeah, it it's really, really <laughs> good. Uh, it's supposed to be you know, one of the best beers for, for the summer. It's a Session Sour. It's not technically a goes, but it's very similar to a goes because it is a wheat beer, and then it's brewed with uh, lime juice, lime peel, black limes, and sea salt. So it's a little salty. Uh, a little sour, but it's very, very quenching, um, and th- definitely a good beer for the summertime. Marco, what are you drinking? Oh man! So it's uh, as we record this, it's July first, which means it's a uh, Fourth of July weekend. Basically, Fourth of July, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's only one beer to drink for me, anyway, and that's Dream Team DTS. Remember D- Dream yeah. Team Summer, and that's what that is. Every every step of the way, we got the uh, Summer Olympics going on too. You got to right. You got to rep the Dream Team. All summer long. All right. Speaking of the dream team, we're going to move on to the top 50 tag teams of all time. The series just wrapped up on Peacock. Um, so so let's discuss it. Uh, Marco, we'll, we'll quickly read off. This is what WWE came up with for their top 10 of all time. Number 10 is the British Bulldogs. Number 9 is the Brothers of Destruction. Eight's the New Age Outlaws. Seven's the Usos. Six is Legion of Doom. Five is the Dudley Boys. Four is Edge and Christian. Three is the Heart Foundation. Two is the Hardy Boys. And one is the New Day. Uh, Marco, kind of just give me your general thoughts on that top ten. Um, I do like it. I kind of hate the fact that they um, kind of kicked us in the gut and did this tag team thing before uh, before we got to it. We're going to do the improved version. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah, we're, um, we're going to do the improved version of this. Yeah, I don't I don't mind the top ten at all. Um I could see why they, you know, put New Day as number one. They are the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. Um, and they have the most reigns now as well. Yep, they yeah. have the most reigns now as well. They they have a WWE champion, they have Intercontinental Champion. Intercontinental champion. Um so I mean And they've I, I never they've never disbanded. I think that's an important yeah. note. Like, you know, they are yep. they are meant to to be together you know they are the powers of positivity they kind of got a little bit of everything so yeah uh, you know when you see that your initial thought is like the new day i mean i guess it's not uh, i'm not trying to say like the new day aren't worthy but i think your initial thought is like they're just they're so new i mean 2014 still feels like not that long ago um that to be like yeah the top uh tag team of all time but yeah, when you kind of break it down, the New Day, they really kind of have a little bit of everything. Dude. They got the entertainment factor. They all can go in the ring. I mean, you know, Kofi had, uh, I mean, he was the heavyweight champion, and they've had tons of title runs, and they're, they've beaten everybody. So, yeah. They had a I'm, classic series of matches with the Usos as well. Yeah. I think that's what yeah. really kind of put them over the top, those the matches with the Usos. The, yeah, the bar uh, and, yeah, the bar um, and you know, Eric ones. and Rowan and, Yeah. I mean, I'm, Eric and you mean uh oh, what did I say? Harper, Eric, Harper and Eric, Har- <laughs> Harper and Roman, yeah, Eric Rowan and Rowan, handicap yeah. match. Um, but yeah, what I would have, I mean, for me, because I, I brought this up the last show, the Dudley Boys, I, I I swapped them at least with Edge and Christian. So they made I, it I'm, up one spot. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd put them up one spot at least. Not not over the Hardy. I was going to say number two, but the Hardy Boys are. So that's maybe, the big problem you had was the five. And yeah, the, 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 need to be the, moved up a little bit higher. between the number five and number four spot. That's yeah. what gave you the most heartburn on this list. All right, well, if that's the case, then I I think they did a pretty good job. Uh, Sheena, do you got anybody that you think is uh, just way too way overrated on this? I don't know. I mean, I don't know about way overrated. I think maybe the one that sticks out to me the most is probably like the New Age Outlaws. I feel like they're a little bit. Um, they're a little bit high in, in yeah. the midst of all of these, you know, guys like, I mean, you, if we're going to take, so if I take away the new age outlaws, that puts demolition in the top 10, which I feel like is mm-hmm. a, is a much better, uh, fit for the top 10 than the new age outlaws. Yeah. New age outlaws were awesome entrants and they had a lot of great moments along with DX, but what's the new age outlaw match that was really awesome. Exactly. You know, yeah. The, the, the the dumpster match with Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie at WrestleMania 14. That's really the only New Age Outlaw match that I even have like strong memories of. How about, how about you, Marco? Can you remember any uh, any crazy uh, in ring action from from Billy Gunn and Road Dog? Just the uh, just the match that they had with Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much it. That's like the craziest one. But like, yeah, I mean, just looking at the other like the rest of the list, I, they could have. There's some things that could be moved around. There's some teams that could demolition- be swapped out. Yeah, demolition was definitely low. We actually just talked about that uh, on the Royal Roman ninety two watching line we did a couple nights ago. That you know, demolition's never going to get the love. I think the Rockers are a touch high, man, considering that they never um, even won the tag team championship. Uh, yeah, obviously Where did the they, Rockers they were, fall? Oh, 14. They're number fourteen. 14. Yeah, they they are super influential. They're they're a tricky one um, because they were they existed in a time when. The titles didn't get hot shotted around very much. They were, uh, you know, if somebody won the belts, they were typically holding them for five or six months or even longer. Um, so that was kind of going against them. But well, I think I also know, they have one of the high. most iconic moments in wrestling history too. I mean, the the barbershop window is just like true. It, it's it's something that sticks out in everybody's mind, and yeah. I think it really, I think that really elevated the Rockers in a way, like just just to kind of like cement them in the you know, annals of wrestling history, you know? That was yeah, a breakup, the, though. That yeah, was even ultimate a, breakup. Yeah, but it was, yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. It was the ultimate breakup. I mean, at that time, it was <sighs> like, I mean, it's probably still, you know, um, one of the the best heel turns of all time. So I yeah, think... Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Sheen. I think the, uh, the kind of ending to the tag team, I think, like, the start and ending of a tag team can kind of help... Uh, that helps out their legacy as well. You know, think about the mega powers. They had to start with the the big reluctant handshake between yeah. Hulk and well, Macho Man. They should Man. be higher then, right? And then they had the a pretty, breakup. They should. They had a pretty pretty big breakup. Pretty Dude, big storyline. Yeah. So if they're going yeah, by I mean, that, have, well, I'm so not they're saying they're going by that. I just think but, I think that should all be factored in. I'm not saying that should be no. like the ultimate. Like you know, I mean, obviously they're in ring. You know, their title reigns. All of these things they play like they're, the longevity of the ta- the tag team. I mean, some of these we've seen. I mean, we got like the freaking rock and sock connection. It was like you know a, a, a f- like blip in history, but the rock and sock had or uh, Mick Foley had. And some epic segments that you remember yeah. that you know that stick in your yeah. mind, even though they were such a flash in the pan. Um, so that I mean, that's how they made the list. So it's it's really hard when you're making these top lists because the criteria is so subjective. You know, we had somebody in the Foley Fam group. Um, it was actually my damn toys ask what your favorite Mattel Elite of all time was, or what the best Mattel Elite of all time was. And I'm like, well, that's, that's so hard. subjective. Like, there's so many yeah. factors that play into that. I mean, there's I, I have like probably 20 bests depending on the criteria that you give me or like the, you know, the boundaries of the, what I'm basing it on. So same thing with any time you're, you're gauging this kind of stuff. It's really hard to know like what, what they were going by. Yeah. Uh, Marco, is there anybody that was left off the list that you think should have been included? Um, let's see. 
while you're thinking, I'll drop mine because I, I I got one. Even though he already has two other entries on the list, I think Shawn Michaels and Diesel should have been on here. I think they're one of the best yeah. kind of like big man yeah, and like high really, fire combos on there. Right now, yeah. I don't know why they weren't on there. Yeah, no dudes with attitudes on here. But uh, they, I mean, obviously, they're going by just WWE only. I can see. Not, uh, they're not including like WCW at all. Cause yeah, this was strictly, Harlem, yeah, yeah, this didn't include any WCW and WA, yeah. ECW, New Japan. This is strictly what you did in WWE. Yeah, that's what, yeah. So like no Harlem Heat because they would definitely be yeah. way higher than most, like a lot of these tag teams on here. Um, the, the Steiner brothers, they should be a lot higher. Like they should be probably, they should probably replace like the brothers of destruction or new age outlaws. But what did least. the signers do in WWE that's, though? Yeah. You know that's the I mean? thing. They oh, yeah, were only really right, in yeah. there for like yeah. a year, you know? So this, this list is kind of BS. And if you think about <laughs> it's it, a little, it's a little <laughs> over the place. I mean, the Valiant brothers the number 12, who remembers the Valiant brothers? Yeah. Well, they, you well, can, they, you can argue, you can make arguments for any of these guys, but it's just kind of like, you know, I mean, look, they got the freaking bludgeon brothers at, at 31. I mean, no, no shade to the bludgeon brothers, but, I mean, come on. The best of yeah, all time. Yeah, I mean. And then you got yeah. Chris Jericho and the Big Show ahead of Money, Inc. Like, how is Jericho ahead of Money, Inc.? Yeah. And DIY. How are they ahead of DIY? And even the Smoking Guns, dude. The Smoking Guns were awesome back yeah. in the day, man. They had some awesome matches, man. So, I don't know. The good thing yeah. is, obviously, we got some issues with... Um, with WWE's list and to kind of right their wrongs, we are going to do our own uh, Foley fam top 25 tag teams episode. So this is going to be a Patreon exclusive episode in a couple weeks. Um, it, the voting we're get, we're going to do this with the voting with all of our premium Foley fam members in the Facebook group. So stay tuned there for details. And if you want to um, join in on the fun, you can go to chickfoleyshow.com to sign up. But yeah, that's where the voting is going to take place. And then we will compile all the scores and run our own top 25 countdown um here in a few weeks all right so we got two um kind of themed weekly television shows coming up next week uh the, neither one of these are going to be a part of the official chick foley show prediction championship uh because we, we're not going to go attitude era where we're hot shutting the belt back and forth every week because <laughs> near every single show every single week in july we have a, a major show coming up but we'll start with aw road rager um <laughs> maybe there's something i just missed um with with two uh, young kids and a pretty demanding job. I sometimes don't catch every single segment of wrestling every week. Uh, Marco, can you give me any intel on why this thing is called Road Rager? Um, the only thing I can think of is, and, and not because I know there's a lot of people that compare and do this, like they're, they're copying WCW, but uh, Hog Wild, that's the only thing I can think of, like kind of like a playoff of that. That's the only really thing. I, I don't know the significance of this name. I mean, AEW is getting back on the road, so maybe they're ready to get out there and road rage. Oh, you know, yeah, hey, you know true. what? I think you're right. Yeah, I think yeah. You know, I think they're thinking rager like a party. You know what I mean? Not like road rage, like somebody cut me off, so I'm going to go Oh, shoot. yeah, rager. I wasn't, yeah, road rager. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. Huh, very interesting, man. I've huh. been, uh, good job, Sheen. Hey, you're yeah. welcome. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. So. Salute, to, salute to Daly's Place. You know, it's a... Uh, it was a, a great wrestling venue for the for the pandemic era, but yeah, uh, AEW. Dude, I want to see them go back. Honestly, I wouldn't mind if they made like if AEW was from Daly's Place every single week. Me I either. Love I love Daly's Place. Place. I think it's that great. Was, yeah, that was an outstanding uh, venue for wrestling, just with 
the combination of, you know, you had the look of, a, of like stadium lighting, but then it also had, um, you know, the natural sunlight coming in, like especially during yeah. the evening time. You know, yeah, what and I mean? there was like, like wind really sometimes nice. you would get like wind in their hair. You know, yeah. it was just yeah. it just it just felt good, even when there were no fans there. I mean, that was the thing, like the 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 uh, the performance center like it was so hard to watch no fans in the performance center versus daily's place dead, it just looked it just looked better it looked bigger it looked more open it looked more inviting like it just felt better to watch that than just watch this like dark performance center with like nobody in the audience so they did i mean they they killed and they they hit struck gold being able to have daily's place during during all that yeah, ever since uh, ever since going to WrestleMania 31, I've just been a sucker for outdoor wrestling. The way Me the, too. the the way the neon lights just kind of fade into the night sky it just looks outstanding. Yeah, I I'd hope that we still go to Daly's place every once in a while. At least yeah. at least once a year, they need to go back and have a big themed episode of Dynamite there. Um, but let's get into the actual matches. So we'll start off with uh, Penta and Eddie Kingston going up against the Young Bucks for the tag team titles. Now mm. they yeah. they won the match to quite. I hate when wrestling does this kind of gimmick where. You have to win a non-title match to get a title match. I think it just kind of kills yeah, the anticipation this, for the championship mm-hmm. bout. But either way, uh, Penton Kingston earned their shot at the Bucks. So we're going to get a rematch from this week's episode of Dynamite. Uh, Sheena, we'll let you go first. Who do you think's winning? I think the Young Bucks are coming out on top of this one. I mean, we saw... Uh, Penta and Kingston, they they beat the Young Bucks, and it's the first time the Young Bucks have been beaten in a really long time. I think the commentary team's in like almost a year, so uh, I don't see them doing that twice in a row. So I think the Bucks are going to get the best of Penta and Kingston as much as I love Penta and Kingston. Yeah, agree. Uh, Margo, you think there's any chance uh, of uh, Eddie and Penta taking the straps? No. I made that, I made <laughs> no. that mistake once before, never again. Uh, no, the Bucks are definitely... Uh, Coming out on top, them and their their sweet facial hair that they have now. It's well. <laughs> insane. It, it, they they are just so over the top that I, I I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Andrade is going to be making his AEW debut against Matt Sydal. Uh, this looks has all the trappings of a just a straight up showcase match mm-hmm. for Andrade. Um, what do you think, Marco? Will Matt Sydal last longer than uh, five or six minutes against Andrade? Oh, I th- yeah, I definitely think so. I don't think it's going to be like a. You know, he's gonna sweep him under the rug or anything like that. Um, it's definitely gonna be a show of uh, show of skill sets between the two. Um, Andrade definitely has to get his move set off. Um, obviously, Matt Seidel's amazing as well. So no, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really good match. I don't, but obviously, Andrade's gonna take the uh, W over Matt Seidel in his in his debut. After that, it's gonna be Cody and QT Marshall in a strap match. I know everybody's just been captivated. <sighs> Man. By this, uh, you know, nightmare family versus yeah. uh, versus the factory. I know. Feud. I'm so uh, I'm so happy to see how this is going to pay off. I so just, yeah, that's the, I've the been, hottest yeah. hottest storyline in wrestling. Uh, what do you think, Sheen? Is is Cody going to get the uh, the heroic victory once again? What do you think? Yes, new <laughs> new dad Cody. He'll probably they'll probably bring Liberty out and he'll like parade her oh, around. Yeah. parade her around the ring and he'll like cry and Brandy will be like you know wearing her baby sling and yeah it would it, yeah it's gonna be a spectacle for sure huh. yeah i think that's definitely happening wait what, what do you think marco I, I know you're the cody lover of the show you don't uh, you wouldn't think he's gonna lose because he just had a baby and he's gonna take time off no it's an no. old school strap match he he thinks that people are just gonna see him as you know dusty Rhodes jr going out here this classic you know nwa style uh feud ender I don't think there's any way to lose. Remember, he beat Luke Harper in the strap match, or Brody yeah. Lee in the strap match back in uh, back in October. I think True. this is 
right up Cody's alley. He's going to take a beating, you know what I mean? So he can look like the hero, but <sighs> yeah, Cody's winning this match. We're going to get the latest chapter of the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle. So they're going to be going at it twice. First up, Warlow and FDR are taking on uh, Jake Hager and Santana and Ortiz. Sheena, how do you see this one playing out? Um, I don't know. I think I think Wardlow and FTR are going to get the win here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think Wardlow is probably the brightest star out of everybody in this match. I think he's just got a ton of potential, especially once he inevitably gets sick of MJF's bullshit. And, yeah, that's uh, going to yeah. be epic. And turns face. I think he's going to be a, a really, really big star. For AW, kind of on like you know their first um, crop of homegrown stars is you know Sammy Guevara, Jungle Boy, MJF. Um, Darby. I think Wardlow's gonna yeah Darby. I think Wardlow's gonna be in kind of like that second wave of stars that they have coming up like him, Powerhouse Hobbs, and, and I think he definitely has main event potential um, down the line. So yeah, I agree. Uh, Marco, we'll kick it over to you for the intergender tag team match: Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander going up against the Bunny and the Blade. Uh-huh. Who do you think's getting the win on this one? Um, I think the I think OC and uh Satlander are gonna take the yeah, win on this I one. Agree. Yeah, I don't see uh Bunny and the Blade winning this match at all. But I'm curious to see how this is gonna happen. Um, if it's gonna be like true, is it? It's just I think they said it's a mixed tag match. It's not right. an intergender match, right? Like true. Not, yeah. yeah so, so I think it's just, yeah, it's gonna be you know. I think that'd be more ladies interesting fighting if they ladies. did it like that because that's the one thing that always kind of. It, to me, that kills the hot tag drama yeah. with the way they do it WWE style because, yeah, you're tagging the fresh person, but then the other team's getting their fresh person in at the same time. So, I don't know. I get, I know intergender wrestling still kind of kind of weird, uh, especially on like major, uh, you know, major television networks. But um, I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if they experiment a little yeah. bit. And I think all these performers are they all have the capability of pulling it off in an entertaining way. If that's if that's yeah. the direction that that they wanted to go. Uh, so we'll see. But yeah, you're right. It has been uh, advertised as a mixed tag match. I misspoke there. Uh, what I think is going to be the main event of the show is Jericho and MJF going one-on-one once again. Sheena, who is going to walk away with the victory on the latest chapter of Jericho and Maxwell Jacob Friedman? It's got to be MJF, dude. I just He's just on fire right now. Everything he's doing is is wonderful, and it's hitting, and I just... I feel like it's his time. It's it's the season of MJF, dude. So going with him. That was a hell of a match him and Sammy had last yeah. night. Sammy showed out, man. Like I just I was that's probably like the biggest guy that's won me over um during AEW's time because I wasn't super high on him, what little I'd seen um before AEW kicked off, but he is a hell of a performer. Um so I, I have very high high hopes for him in the future. Uh what about you, Marco? Jericho and MJF, who's getting the dub? Uh yeah, I'm definitely going with uh, MJF on this one. Like Sheena said, it's his time. It's his time to shine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not Jer- obviously Jericho's not going anywhere anytime soon, but you know he's starting to uh, teeter out a little bit. And uh, I think, uh, I mean, it's the summertime too. I'm assuming he has other things he's going to be doing during the summer. Yeah, Fozzie, so, maybe back Fozzie's. on tour now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they. I think they've been on tour, but I think obviously the summer tour is going to happen. So. I could see MJF winning and then, you know, Jericho disappearing. As you can see, they already have they have Conan back with uh Santana Ortiz and Hager and he's gonna be in their corner at um during that match. So he can kind of take the reins of, of as that uh that veteran in the inner circle essentially like like guiding those guys. So yeah. Yeah. MJF. Uh 
MJF still got to get his payback from uh, from the stadium stampede. Also, you know, Pinnacle or Inner Circle uh, went over in the uh, mm-hmm. little bit of surprise there because Pinnacle had all the momentum going into that match. Let's move over to NXT with the Great American Bash. Again, we are so stoked that this is back to, you know, it looks like it's going to be around for the foreseeable future now. It's two years straight that we got the Great American Bash back, hoping that they bring some more of the classic WCW events. Let's start off with the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. The champs, the way, are defending against Io Shirai and Zoe Stark. Marco, who's winning this one? Ooh, um, I'm going to go with the way to retain the titles. I'm not. I don't. I'm probably. I'm probably the only one. I'm not sure if you guys are. I'm not a huge fan of Zoe Stark at mm-hmm. all. She's probably like one of the ladies in NXT that I'm not a huge fan of. Definitely understand she's super talented, all the skills in the world. But uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm not sold on her just yet. Um, obviously, Io Shirai is a superstar, um, and she's. It's pretty much when I see this on paper, it looks like you know Io Shirai is carrying that team essentially. Um, and you know, the ways, you know, they have their, their way, no pun intended of, uh, of picking up a W. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the way retaining. I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. I think the, I think that Stark is just totally interchangeable with about yes. six other yeah, of the, uh, the females there at NXT. You know, yeah, she's so just much. like, she's like creator wrestler number four yes. or whatever on the roster. Um, Let's go on to the million dollar championship match. LA Knight defending against Cameron Grimes. And if Grimes loses, he has to be LA Knight's servant. Mm. Uh, what do you think, Sheen? How do you see this one playing out? You know, my heart wants <laughs> wants Cameron Grimes to win this 100%. Um, but I've, I have a feeling that LA Knight's going to retain and it's going to be, it's going to be highly entertaining to see yep. Cameron Knight, uh, or sorry, Cameron Grimes <laughs> be, uh, LA Knight's butler. I just He's feel like he is Virgil. It's going to be just yeah. like a uh, million dollar man and Virgil all over wow. again. Man. Yeah. 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 It's going to be, it's going to be good. So I'm excited and I'm excited to see like Cameron Grimes, like, you know, just finally snap and then beat out LA Knight's ass. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that, but yeah, it is going to be entertaining, but yeah, I'm going with LA Knight in this. I feel like they can't tease us with that stipulation and then not have it, you know, come yeah. to pass or whatever. Um, the tag team championship is going to be up for grabs with MSK defending against Champa and Thatcher. I'm, I really kind of fear for MSK's health, man. Champa and Thatcher are both yeah. pretty brutal, and MSK aren't the biggest guys in the world. Uh, what do you think, Marco? Could we see a a title change here? Uh, we definitely could. I mean, I like how they call uh, Champa old man Champa now with the uh, with the great as even it makes me sad that he's like old man <laughs> champa because i just love him so much and he's always kind of been older but you know now i'm just like no he's not a grandpa he's he's daddy you know i'm kind of uh, feeling a heel turn for champa and thatcher here you know thatcher never kind of officially turned face he's still pretty much the same character he was being yeah. as a heel um and champa has cooled down a little bit from the the beloved figure he was after he came back, I could see them um, kind of just crossing the line between, you know, going hard for the victory and really just fighting dirty and being mean and uh, kind of getting some heat and, and taking the straps from MSK. So that's my yeah. prediction. I'm going to go with a parlay. I'm going to predict that Champion Thatcher turn heel and win the belts. Mm. Yeah, I think, I. yeah, I think so. With the, uh, you know, obviously with, with Vince McMahon making his way to the, to the uh, performance center, um, I, I, it's probably too early for them, but I can see MSK hitting the main roster because they're definitely in dire need of tag teams um, on the main roster. So yeah, they're ready to go. They had yeah. such a long run and impact. Yeah. They, they don't need a lot of time down in 
developmental for as much yeah. as NXT even is developmental anymore. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. I could see them on the main roster. Uh, main event for Great American Bash, unless we get something else announced in the next couple of days, is going to be the latest chapter of Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, the way they kind of talked it up on the promos on Tuesday night makes it sound like this is going to be just a straight up wrestling match. Yeah. You know, O'Reilly Normal said that. Normal rules, yeah. Yeah, O'Reilly talked about how he won in their, you know, their no-holds-barred, unsanctioned match. It sounds like this one's going to be a little bit more of just a traditional fight. Um but I still feel like we got to get some kind of angle out of this. You know, that's it's, it's kind of weird that they're recycling this just a couple months since uh, the takeover at WrestleMania 37 weekend. So I can't really put my finger on what's coming out of this, but I feel like there's going to be something crazy that happens uh, either, you know, during this match or right after. Uh, Sheena, how about you? What are your thoughts on Cole versus O'Reilly part two? Yeah, this is tough um, because in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, <sighs> with it being a straight up match. Both these guys are so good, though. It's like, you know, who who has the better, you know, work rate of these two guys? Like, I don't know. Um, I think I'm going to go with O'Reilly winning the match, but I feel like there's definitely going to be some sort of, like you said, some sort of angle, some sort of shenanigans that go down. All right, Marco. Um, hmm. who, won, who won their last, the, the, the unsanctioned? Was that? You don't remember Kyle O'Reilly hit like the backbreaker onto the steel chair and uh, Adam Cole had like a little like mini seizure or something. Oh, and yeah, that's O'Reilly right. Yeah. Him. yeah. Um, but if it's a, I mean, it's a straight he he challenged for a straight up wrestling match. Which yeah, means this is straight, yeah, he thinks, traditional rules. Yeah, which means he thinks he has the upper hand in this. But, you know, Adam Cole is Adam Cole and he could come out with some some something sneaky to take the victory over Kyle O'Reilly and, you know, come out. Like I beat you at your own game. You thought you were a better wrestler than me, and you're not. That type of that type yeah. of thing. So I'm gonna go with Cole. I think okay. sneaking yeah, away. Yeah, I'm interested to see what they do here because uh, the fans may force uh, WWE's hand into making a change in the booking. Because Adam Cole, even though he is being presented as a heel, uh, you know he got the cheers when he cut that promo against Karrion um, Cross. Carrion, yeah. And on Tuesday night, when he was going toe to toe with O'Reilly, the crowd was more behind Adam Cole than they were O'Reilly. Yeah. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do something to try to, you know, get the fans really to really hate Adam Cole, or maybe they just lean into it and turn Adam Cole face after this. I mean, um, it's hard because Adam Cole is so good, and you know what made him that really super hateable, sniveling heel was the undisputed era. I mean, he always had yeah. people in his corner that were coming out to save his ass, or that were, you know, like. Just being, yeah, they were the closest thing we had to the modern day four horsemen. Yeah. yeah. Like, and yeah. so I think, you know, with without them, he's got a lot more singles appeal and people are behind him because he's just so he's so amazing. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. Everything he does is is awesome. Um, if you he watch does, him on Twitch. He's like one of the nicest guys ever, man. Yeah. yeah. He's so, yeah he's and he's such a nice and guy. he's like, you know, um, <laughs> Mr. Britt Baker. So I mean, what's not to, what's not to like, you know, yeah, the, the other thing, too, is uh, the only way they can really, you know, make him a heel is get rid of the baby part. Like he can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the only thing that. that they like, if they keep that, there's no way. He's, yeah. Baby is a baby. Yeah, face. They need to get rid they, of that baby yeah, by, it's, by itself. Mm-hmm. Like he maybe, maybe comes out, stands on the apron and gets ready to like put his hands up and they just waves like, nah, get out of here. And he's not going to do it. That type of thing. 
That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, that of. would piss me off because I love Bebe. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no. Like, you guys don't deserve me doing that, that type of thing. Yeah. Even, that's Bebe. the only way they can Bebe is me. dead. Yeah. It's like when uh, when Kurt Angle changed up his theme music so the fans can do You Suck Anymore. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> sticking with Adam Cole before we move on, if you guys search, um, you can definitely find it on Reddit and some other places on the internet. Uh, last week, we talked about all the, the releases, um, you know, Adam Cole's a big gamer and he's really good friends with Tyler Breeze. They've both been featured on Up, Up, Down, Down a lot, which is uh, WWE's kind of gaming channel on YouTube. And there's video. uh, Adam Cole was actually live streaming on Twitch when he got a text, uh, when he basically got texted the news of Tyler Breeze uh, getting released. So you can kind of see his like live reaction to it. It's pretty sad. You can see how emotional he gets when he sees that, uh, breezy is no longer going to be on the roster on WWE. Yeah. Yeah, So, so check that out again. And that's the other thing why people can't hate Adam Cole. He, if you ever see him on Twitch, he is like the nicest, most like humble, friendly guy ever. So he's, his on-screen persona is just completely different from how he presents himself basically everywhere else. So I think that's another thing that kind of makes the, the hardcore fans always, always root for the Panama city playboy. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things Indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern, available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. Go figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, Marco, take us away with what's new at Ringside Collectibles and the rest of figure news. Yeah, awesome. I just want to say, does anyone else ever, does anyone else mouth the words to the uh, Turnbuckle Tavern drop at all? <laughs> yeah. I, like, I know it yeah. word for word. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> you know, that rich uh, kind of West Virginia twang, man. It just, it, it really hits, man. You want, Stop yeah. by the Turnbuckle Turn. Tavern. I, I find myself like anytime I'm like cracking a beer and uh, around the house, I'm like, drink it in. It always, it always goes, goes down. down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, all right, we'll start it off with the. Uh, so finally, uh, for pre order, we have the uh, AEW ringside exclusive. Um, first ever, Aubrey Edwards. Um, she's accompanied with an authentic scale ring, mm-hmm. uh, pretty similar to the one that uh, Kenny Omega came with. Um, as a ringside exclusive yeah, as well. This one's got the uh, the double or nothing uh, ring skirt. Yep. And, um, you know, Aubrey, she comes with the uh, the interchangeable hands with the uh, one and two, which is pretty awesome as that well. That is cool. Um, but, yeah, did you guys uh, – I didn't pre-order it yet. Um, I already like pre-ordered it. I, I had to have ref Aubrey. I think, obviously, all we've seen so far is kind of like, you know, the – the prototypes and stuff, but I think she's got yeah. a chance to end up being the best referee figure we've ever gotten. I think right yeah. now it's still the one that dropped in the Jack's uh, bone crunching action line. This one's going to give it a run for its money. So yeah, I definitely pre-ordered this one because some of these AEW figures are kind of squirrely, man. You might, if, if you sleep on them, you could end up either missing out or having to drop some serious scalper prices on eBay. So I went ahead and locked mine in 
and uh, looking forward yeah. to getting Ref Aubrey. I, the ring is going to be cool, but I, I really just want that Ref Aubrey figure. Yeah, and it, it, I, I should have prefaced that with friend of the show, Ref Aubrey, because she <laughs> did uh, she did retweet <laughs> my tweet when uh, when she actually had the you know she was holding the figure um, during the uh, the AEW Fan Fest stuff like that. So I should have prefaced it with that. So, but yeah, can't wait for those. Going to be pretty awesome. And it's she's pretty much an integral part of AEW. Um, so yeah, she's I definitely mean, their most well-known ref for sure. So why not have have her ref ref your uh, fig fed matches um, yeah. there? But um, and she paved she paved the way for female refs. I feel like you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so moving on, keeping it uh AEW and ringside, we have the uh, ringside exclusive Blood Brothers two pack back in stock. If you don't know who that is, that's the uh. America's sweetheart Cody Rhodes. Oh God! And his brother, <laughs> his this younger was brother Dustin Rhodes. This was Cody's first ringside <laughs> exclusive, uh, exclusive yeah. um, yes. AW figure. You first know, of many. Already, yeah, he's already had two in the span of a year. So <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for his ringside exclusive new dad figure, complete with uh, Brandy and Liberty. It'll be like a three pack. That's gonna be awesome. No, we definitely have to get a suited Cody figure at some point. Like we have the wrestling gear. Cody, we need definitely need a suited Cody. Again, so um, Elite Thirty Six Stardust is still by far the best Cody figure. <laughs> oh man! Um, Tell us about yes. the uh, the Christmas in July sale, Marco. Yeah, so Christmas in July sale, uh, ringside. They're doing a sale, so uh, if you go over there, you use code, I believe July, um, saves you ten percent. Obviously, you can use code Chick Foley as well. To save ten percent off. There's Actually, that's no, code USA. Figures. Yeah, Sorry, a ton code of US- figures as well. Yep, code USA for ten percent off, or you can use free ship for free shipping on orders fifty dollars plus. Uh, they have some pretty cool figures on here. Um, the uh, Survivor Series Drew Mack and John Morrison are up on sale. The uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt, the Elite Top Picks twenty twenty one version, um, Edge from the WrestleMania thirty seven series is on there as well. Um, the Braun Strowman retro is on there as well. Um, so, I thoughts mean, if you're... Thoughts and prayers to Braun Strowman. <laughs> yeah, if you're nostalgic for our Braun Strowman and his retro figure, it's it's there for the taking. I feel an ally just yeah. said it's a sellout. <laughs> They're so generous, man. Did you see that... The we, And again, we love our friends at Ringside, but they have the Jurassic Express... Uh, the Jurassic Express... Uh, Ringside exclusive figures are on there, and they actually took a dollar off the price. So instead of fifty nine ninety nine, they're fifty eight ninety nine now as part of yeah. the sale. See, that's odd. I mean, that's I mean, they're trying to save you money. You know, yeah. You mean, if that one dollar was what was keeping you from buying it, then uh, by all means, hit them up. They got the yeah. fan takeover, Shayna and Seth as well. So those are some great figures. Also, you can to stop. To you can stop by Wendy's on your way home and get something off the value meal. You know. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta think. A lot of people are gonna be on vacation this at this time, and you know they're gonna be you know strapped for cash. And um, they're going to probably want to come Every back on vacation. Yeah. And they want to buy some figures and they want to save some money on it. So why not? You know, every every dollar counts. Yeah. That's what I say. So, uh, yeah, no, that's so that's going on. Definitely head over there and, and, and stock up on some figures. Definitely for the holiday season. It's going to be around the corner. You're going to blink an eye. It's going to be Christmas. So, yeah, go ahead and go ahead and start stocking those figures up for the Chick Foley show. Um, there you go. The toy drive. You know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Get, go ahead and start. Get, go ahead and start putting those back so that uh, we can make an even bigger impact than we made this year. Yeah. So, um, so moving on, uh, friend of the show, Zombie Sailor, has signed another legend to the Heels and Faces line, and he goes by the name of OMG. 
and that's not oh my god it's the one man <laughs> gang um has signed with zst so that was super exciting they did a video um you can definitely go watch it just search it out it's, it's pretty awesome uh you can actually watch him sign it too as well as like a picture of him signing the contract for the heels and phases line so i'm super pumped about this i love one man gang um what do you guys uh this guys was uh, this news I- was a little bit bittersweet for me obviously i love one man gang i love akeem um you know in any of the various personas this guy portrayed uh but the fact that he signed with zombie sailor toys for this hasbro style figure means that we aren't any closer to getting his elite made if you guys remember back in the early 2010s there was actually a prototype of a one-man gang figure made for the legends line you know we got an akeem in the legends and one man gang was on the way to the point that the figure was already, you know, the prototype was produced. And then I'm guessing, I, I don't know if plans changed and then the contract ran out or if the contract ran out before they were able to release it, but the figure never ended up coming out. And it's really one of those, uh, one of the few kind of figures that made it that far in the production chain before, uh, before not coming out for Mattel. So I'm still holding out hope that we get that someday. Um, I'm one man gang, maybe one of the next commissions that, uh, or one of the next customs that we commission one of our friends, uh, like the mad reaper to do for us. Cause he's a missing piece of, uh, yeah. of the Mattel line for sure. But either mm-hmm. way, I'm stoked for this figure. I'm sure it's going to come out great. The Hasbro Akeem is a beautiful, beautiful figure. So I, I love to see what Ron Rudat's going to do, uh, with the one man gang. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll move on to, uh, so Amazon, they actually, uh, posted, the Ultimate Edition, so this is a Fan Takeover Ultimate Edition, not to be confused with the regular Ultimate Edition line. Um, so it looks like they start, they're they going to start pre-sales. It's not up yet for the uh, Hulk Hogan and Jeff Hardy um, Fan Takeover Ultimate Edition uh, figures that are coming out. So uh, you can actually go on the page right now, but uh, it says it's not unavailable, not meaning that it's sold out already. It's just saying it's not set up yet to do, to do any pre-sales, but... Uh, yeah, so we actually finally get to end the debate on this show. It's been a long-term story <laughs> uh, to see what this packaging is going to actually look like. Hey, um, so I forgot to mention it a couple of weeks ago. Action Figure Attack, you know, he has a running Q&A going on the WrestleFix forums. He actually mentioned that the packaging is going to be very, very similar to what they already have, but there will be a few tweaks to differentiate it. Mm. So I can't even remember because that was like late last summer. That was when I that was shortly after I first came on the show when we started having that argument. Who was I remember it was me against you two. What was you guys say? Were you guys saying the packaging was going to stay the same or were you guys saying it was going to be different? We said it was going to be different. Different. You said yeah, it was going to be the same. Yeah, and you said it was going to be the same. So I guess we're, I, I, I think, uh, you know, they, I think he, Action Figure Attack, all, all I can assume, okay, this is just, you know, strictly, the straight up an assumption. I haven't asked him, but I can only assume that he heard us arguing and he was like, you know what? The last thing I can have is my favorite podcast, you know, <laughs> breaking up yeah. and, and splitting up over this debate. So I'm going to meet him in the middle. So yeah, yeah. he said it's going to be, he said it's going to be very similar, but there will be um, a couple <laughs> of tweets to differentiate the fan takeover series from the uh, regular. So I, I think we were both, uh, I think we were both a little bit right. We're, on we're that both one. right. Yeah. We can, yeah. we can compromise on that. He's like, we'll meet, the, we'll meet, we'll meet in the middle. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll give the same packaging, but He's we'll change it up a little piece. bit. He's trying to keep the peace. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> Steve yeah, doesn't have... want to see, uh, you know, tension in the Chick Fil A verse. <laughs> Just a, a Going happy... back to the figures, uh, I'm a little lukewarm on the Jeff yeah. Hardy. I'm super hyped for the Hulk Hogan. I think the WrestleMania. I think the the Hulk's got the chance to be, you know, in those top top ten, top twenty Mattel figures ever released so i already have the pages saved what i'm doing is basically every morning 
when I wake up, I'm just doing a quick refresh to see if they're available to purchase yet. So we'll keep you guys in the yeah. loop. Make sure you guys are keeping a close eye on Sheena and Marco social media because um, if you know they might beat me to it, but if I see it first, I'll let them know and they will get it out to you guys. Let you know that these things are available for purchase because they're going to go quick. The look at what happened with the Rock um, Ultimate Edition. That thing's yeah. going for damn near three hundred bucks now and three hundred dollars. Yeah, Holy yeah, he, he was pretty much the same being an Amazon exclusive Ultimate Edition. So wow, so be ready. Don't, yeah, don't hesitate. Go ahead and get that pre order in. And worst case scenario, you can always cancel it later on. The good thing is Amazon doesn't charge you until your order actually ships. So uh, yeah, just pre order them and then you can make your decision if you actually want them later on. I mean, yeah, the Jeff Hardy might be cool because it's going to be like super articulated. So you can do all those like crazy Jeff Hardy moves. Yeah, he'll have the added articulation. Side. I feel like the last yeah. couple of Jeff Hardys we had were like damn near Ultimate Editions, anyways, because they've been cramming him with like three different head sculpts, and he's got the, yeah. the towel in the back now. So yeah, I don't know, like I just, the butterfly joints, you know what I mean? Yeah, like butterfly joints and the toes, toes all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know, you need to really pull off that uh, Swanton bomb. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna actually we have this in a certain order, but I'm gonna save the Mattel reveals for the main event. I'm going to okay. skip over and go to uh, the GameStop uh, slash EB Games Canada exclusive WWE uh, DX Triple H Funko Pop in pin. Uh, you can pre-order it now, but it's the it's the DX Army. Yeah, this sort. is like 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah not the DX right? Army. Yeah, not the you know attack on WCW. It's the uh, DX like Army Lamy, mustache DX. Yeah. yeah. Like- yeah. The biggest thing that I took away from this is that EB Games is still around, dude. I used to love going to EB yeah. Games as a kid <laughs> back when. Because remember, there used to be like GameStop, EB Games. Uh, what was the other one, man? Like Funko Land. And then, Funko uh, Land, yep. I feel like there was the other one. Yeah, I guess maybe Software, etc. That was the other big one. And then GameStop just gobbled them all up and yeah. uh, became the monopoly here in the States. Yeah, I, I had no idea that. You know, EB Games is still around in Canada. So Canada's still got EB Games. They still got Toys R Us. So yeah, so it pays they, to be they got Blockbuster. Sometimes. Was Blockbuster in Canada? <laughs> no, that was in Oregon. Oh, oh, and, oh, yeah, that's the last one. That's right. That's right. The last yeah. one was yeah. in Oregon. But yeah, cool. I, I don't think I need this one. I think I'm good with the uh, the kind of Skull King uh, Triple H Funko that came out back in 2018. I think yeah. that's going to be my until further notice. That's really the only Triple H that that I need. Maybe if they do a uh, a Greenwich Snob Triple H from his debut back in 95 and 96. I may grab that cool. one, but but yeah, I, I'm good on Triple H pops. I mean, they they can do it. They do have a, uh, they can definitely do the shirt because they do have the uh, the Seinfeld pop with the puffy shirt. So <laughs> they can definitely pull off that sculpt for, uh, for Triple H if they ever go down that road. So yeah, it sure. can't be done. Or you can just get a uh, Triple H head, pop it off and put it on the, uh, the Jerry Seinfeld pop and you have your, uh, you Greenwich snob Triple H. So <laughs> there you go. But um, so we'll move on to the main event. Uh, we had some reveals from Mattel this past week. Um, about, let me see, it was like five lines that they uh, announced. Um, we'll start off with the Legend Series 12 um, with Billy Gunn uh, as a part of the DX Army, the original yep. DX Army. Uh, Roddy Piper, long-haired uh, Roddy Piper, Kevin Nash. 1992 Roddy Piper. Yep. Uh, Kevin Nash, Wolfpack, um, or Outsiders, Kevin Nash, we should say. And uh, King Junkyard Dog. I said King because he has the uh, Harley Race um, crown with him in the uh, packaging, which is pretty cool. King JYD. Yeah. So we're uh, going to chase of him also, right? We're getting him in red. Yeah, he's got blue and red trunks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or pants, sorry. 
For me, uh, the figure I'm most excited for is the Nash. I, I love the look on Nash. He's got the bandana. Yeah. He's got yeah. that awesome outsider shirt. Yeah, um, pretty sure I'm gonna we're gonna try to grab two of those so we can throw uh, the extra shirt on one of our Scott Hall figures. Yeah, posted you know, that on Instagram. Yeah, Hall and Nash got to be matching. Um, and then Piper, you know, that was my favorite run for Roddy Piper because we we talked about it. You know, people are probably sick of hearing about it by now. How much we love that WrestleMania eight match for the Intercontinental Championship between him and Bret Hart, and this is really the the time frame that that figure is based on. So Piper and Nash are the two big ones that. I was excited for another junkyard dog figure, but I got to say I'm a little bit let down. So that one that came out in Elite 33 with the white tights is a really cool figure. But yeah. the one thing that always bothered me was it was a little bit too skinny, man. You know, junkyard dog was he's a pretty big, big dude. dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah had, he, he had he had dad bod for sure. Yeah, he yeah. was hitting uh, he was hitting well, Waffle House after the the house well, yeah. shows. Yeah, on, on the brick shit house then, for man. sure. Yeah. yeah, just look at his LJN. <laughs> I feel like his LJN figure like perfectly captured his build with like the thick yeah. torso and legs and stuff. Um, but for whatever reason, Mattel, they made that Elite 33 really skinny and it looks like they're using the exact same parts on these ones. So the figures look beautiful, like they perfect tights. And again, I love that Elite 33, but I was really hoping we'd get like a thick uh, JYD figure uh, on this time around. Uh, what were your thoughts on these reveals, Marco? You know, I, I, uh, the Billy Gunn looks pretty awesome. Um, that's probably going to be the I think that's going to be the main seller out of all of them, because it looks like. From what from what we've seen, like probably each line of the Legend series from this one on is going to have a member of the DX Army. Yeah, yeah, that's so. the rumor. We're going to get all of them. I'm tempted to add those just because we live literally like seven minutes from the Norfolk scope, scope. which is is where that. Oh went yeah, down so, at, man. Yeah, you definitely have to have that in the uh, in the collection. Uh, the Piper looks awesome. The the whole line looks awesome. like like you said with the JYD. I'm probably going to get it anyway because I do have a JYD collection. Yeah, you um, said that was uh, your dad's favorite wrestler, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I was hoping they would do like a more like a like a mid south type of JYD. Yeah, with a little mini um, fro, you know with what I the mean? Afro like, and where he was yeah. like actually jacked, like he was like he was he was he was like cut back yeah. in back in those days. And these he seem was, like these are both like late eighties JYD kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's a WWF yeah. version where you like you said he had dad bod, and he was like kind of like on the tail end of his yeah uh, mid south. He was huge. He was the number one baby face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he was. Yeah, he he was like. And even when he first started in WWE back in 84, 85, he was like number two to Hogan as far as the, the baby face pops go. Yeah. yeah we so I was hoping that, yeah, I was, yeah, I was hoping for a different, like you said, a different version of, of uh, JYD, but you know, it's pretty cool. They, you know, captured that moment with, uh, with um, Harley race with the crown and everything like that. So, but we'll see, we'll see when it, when it's actually in hand, uh, how good they look and stuff like that. But uh, I'm actually excited for this one. I stopped collecting these. I know you guys went, full on like you know you're in you're in the <laughs> yeah. uh the rabbit hole with these but uh this line's pretty cool this is literally all legends yeah which is pretty awesome it so, is uh, awesome yeah so you have the uh wwe masters of the universe um i forget what series it is i don't think i put it down here uh, i think it's series eight series eight uh yeah. with andre the giant which is that one's pretty awesome uh brett the hitman heart that was a life, yeah, like that, was a, that was a collection altering figure. You know, we saw that reveal WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> and we said we're going in on the Motus, man. Uh, again, JYD, he's yeah, back, JYD's back having a moment. moment. Yeah, and um, and Sergeant Slaughter. So yeah, so like a, it's a whole Legends line, which is pretty, pretty cool. cool with this one here. So uh, what, what ones are you guys excited for? Obviously, Brett. Yeah, I'm obviously, thinking. Brett, man. Like I said, <laughs> we we had been fans of the line from a distance, um, and then. 
when we saw that Brett reveal on WrestleMania <laughs> weekend, that's what finally just pushed us over the edge. Uh, he's cool. And then Andre, cause obviously that's the first time that they've changed the scale on a figure. I don't know if you guys saw the way he's packed so that they could still get him on the normal card because it can really jack up, um, your retail, um, opportunities. If you, if you mix, if you, uh, kind of switch up the actual size of your packaging, his yeah. boots are actually off. So you're going to have to like clip his boots onto the figure. Once you, uh, once you get it, that's similar to the old, um, McFarland sports figures. A lot of those were the yep. same way. Like the legs were actually not attached to the figure, um, on the shelf. So, uh, they had to get creative on getting him out there, but yeah, I think on Brett's obviously the highlight far and away. Cause mm-hmm. you know, he's the greatest wrestler of all time. And he's also our favorite wrestler of all time. And I think Andre's a close second just because, uh, it's always cool when they, they kind of switch up the scale to really accentuate the size of some of the big guys. How about you, Shane? Which one of these are you most excited for? Yeah. I mean, I, I echo what you said, but yes, I, I'm, I'm hyped to get Sergeant Slaughter too, especially after watching, you know, Slaughter and Sheik, uh, hidden treasures. I'm like high on slaughter right now, so I'm like, yeah, this is cool. I'm ready for this. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, all of them look pretty cool. Like I said, I kind of dropped out of the collected these, but uh, Bret Hart looks pretty tempting. Obviously, the JYD I'll, I'll have to get. I do like I said, have everything. But uh, yeah, no, the whole line's pretty awesome. Like I said, it's probably like my favorite line out of the Masters of the Universe, um, so far. Anyway, with all the legends there, um. We'll move on to uh to the uh, to the elite series. Elite eighty seven um, was announced as well. So Braun Strowman, which from gauging from uh the Twitterverse, people were pretty surprised that Braun was still in it. But you know, I, I kind of threw it out there. I was like, hey, Zelina had a figure after she left. So and not, say what you say surprise. what you want, but Braun sells figures. I mean, he was yeah, he was a know, merch top machine. picks and all all those things. So I think yeah. uh you know, I mean. Little kids, even if they're still not watching the product week to week, you know, they're they're still gonna like Braun. They're gonna think like, wow, like I need this figure. So Yeah. Um, Asuka, which is uh the, the new brand new Asuka, which is pretty awesome. So more so an updated to how she kind of looks now. And um if you guys seen Bill's post, he's still holding that holding that crown of the uh the best uh female figures out there. So I think he I forget what he put as a caption, but it was uh pretty Pretty cool. He's Don't like, worry, I can't see anything here. from Bill. So, oh, still okay. Hashina blocked after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from Bill in in a couple of years oh, now. Bill, come back, please. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we have a uh, uh, collector's edition barbarian. Marco, um, so I, I saw this in the notes just now because for we'll, we'll go behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, Marco does the notes and stuff for the go figure section. Um, this was a cruel, cruel typo because remember it's the warlord that we're getting, not the barbarian. Oh, yeah, warlord, yeah. that's right. Remember yeah. the, the LJN line, the, the you know the figure that never got made. It's caused heartache for going over thirty years now. We got powers of pain warlord, but no barbarian in the LJN line, and it's starting to feel like we're destined to. Uh, to have the same thing happen here with Mattel, because for whatever reason, nobody can get a figure deal for the Barbarian, man. Well, speak it into existence, and that's that's yeah. all we have to do. Because yeah. we, we we have a good, you know we, have how a good we are. The universe has our back. Right yeah, yeah, we have a great track record. We have a, a lot of figures are made by what we put out there, so we'll uh, we'll get it done. But yeah, so Warlord, I I think because we were talking about Barbarian on that uh, Royal Rumble, yeah, yeah, uh, watch mm-hmm. along. So I was like seeped okay. in my, into my subconscious, but we need him, yeah. man. He, it needs to happen. Cause yeah, this glaring, figure looks spectacular. Yeah. I'm going to put that on the Twitterverse and see, see what happens. See if we can get a, uh, a, uh, barbarian figure by year's end. 
We'll see. Ooh, real quick, I just popped open that uh, you know, that dog head sour, and it is good. Sea yeah. point tail, it's excellent, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just what I just what I was wanting. <laughs> the Sasha Banks yeah. seal of approval. Yeah. Oh my god, that's gonna that should be the new beverage break. Like when a beer is good, it gets the Sasha Banks <laughs> seal of approval. Yeah, yeah. that's ours. Don't seal that, anybody. Yeah, for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, go back and watch uh Go back and watch Sasha's appearance on Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah, she she pops the top on a Broken Skull <laughs> IPA and takes a sip and, and do it, Sheena. What's the reaction? Mm-mm-mm. Ugh, that was just what I was wanting. Yeah. That, is, that is good. <laughs> We all, all three of us love Broken Skull IPA, and we're fans of IPAs in general. But I don't, I don't really know. I, I, can't, I can't pinpoint really it because the- I feel like it's something that maybe only we notice. And I know some, like we've talked about it with our like Pod Foundation friends and stuff, and they they thought it was funny too. But I, I don't know if everybody that saw that like picked up on it. But maybe it's just because we are beer snobs and like you know like we we drink a lot of beer so it yeah. just kind of it yeah. just kind of came off as like very like try hardish <laughs> yeah because i can't i can't really put into words like what the reaction is when you try to get ipa but it's definitely not like yeah she had the reaction of like you took like a, a bite of a really good batch of like macaroni and cheese like <laughs> Uh, a good IPA is like something more subtle. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, yeah, like that's, that's really good. You yeah, know you, I mean? dr- you drink it in, man. And then you just yeah. like kind of like let it let yeah, it sit on the back of your tongue for a minute. And that, yeah, it's you, yeah, not you, to get super beer snobby, but yeah, it's it's a subtle experience. You know what I mean? You're like, OK, that's really good. It kind of like washes over you. It's not like where you're immediately like, oh, damn, that's it's not, amazing. Mm, 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 it's like apple pie. You know, yeah. like yeah. I, I just can't. It's it, food. Yeah, it's it was food. it was just so funny because I don't know. I mean, I. <laughs> I'm sure Sasha Banks has had adult beverages in her lifetime, but she, I don't know. I, I mean, if you look at her physique and stuff, I feel like she's probably like, I feel like she was like, you know, really reluctant to take that one sip. She was probably like calculating like, okay, how many carbs are going to be in this one <laughs> sip of the, this IPA, you know? Hey, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Yeah. I, I would probably be concerned about that if I was on TV too, but yet I'm over here like, you know, living thick girl summer. So, you know, but, they, uh, <laughs> but the other funny thing about that too, is they went on Bailey's, Broken Skull. They showed that video of all of them having a cheers. I think it was at one of the Raws that Stone Cold was at. And they all, they well, were like, yeah, you're, I mean, current. dude, if Stone Cold Steve Austin is in the house and you don't drink a beer, I mean, what are you even doing with your life? I, I think you could, yeah, I think you could take somebody who's like literally never had a, a beer in their life and they're Stone Cold sober and they would take, feel. Um, Take 1996, Jake the Snake Roberts, you know, born again, going sober. And yeah, <laughs> he's still going to drink with Stone Cold. Yeah, dude. I, I just feel like, yeah, he he puts you, like, you're going to take a swig of beer for the working man when Stone True. Cold Steve Austin is around. I don't care who you are, what you're doing. Um, didn't, am I imagining this or didn't even CM Punk tweet out that, like, even he would take a drink with Steve, drink a beer with Steve Austin or whatever? Oh, yeah. You know, he's the straight A superstar. Didn't that, am I right on that, Marco? Yeah, pretty, Didn't you say yeah, that? No, I, I'm pretty sure I remember him, uh, tweeting something like that. I, th- I think you have, like, I think if Stone Cold presents you with a beer and says drink it, I think you, I think you have to. Yeah, like, it's not yeah. about getting drunk or wasted. It's yeah. a rite of passage. It's just like a, you know, it's like ceremonial, it's, you it's know. A, it's, it's a it's, sign of respect. Yeah, it's a sign of respect. Yeah. So I just feel like it would be totally disrespectful if you're in the presence of Stone Cold Steve Austin and he offers you a beverage of any sort, <laughs> but especially a beer, for you to turn your nose up at it. So... Just word, to, word to the wise, if any of you guys ever run into Stone Cold Steve Austin out on the street and you don't drink, like the proper protocol is just to take a drink anyway. <laughs> yeah, he, he did it to Randy Orton on his on the uh, bro. He pulled out the uh, 
was it like whiskey or something like that? Oh, and yeah. They took a shot and he yeah. wasn't expecting it. Yeah. He was like, oh, what the hell? <laughs> but you can't turn it down because it's Stone Cold. Yeah, what, like, what are you, you going to do? do? You can't, you know. And Stone Cold, I mean, he's not the type to be like, I don't, I don't feel like he would like pressure you in like a mean way. But it's just he has this presence when he presents you with a drink. It's very assertive. He's not, he's very sure of himself when he hands you Gonna take a, a drink. damn drink. Right now. You guys never remember that uh, <laughs> that clip when he tosses the beer to it was all ad lib, but when he tossed the beer to uh, Jericho and Jericho dropped it, yeah, he, oh, he yes. just the most disappointed. Yeah, look with on a his slow face. stare and Steve and Jericho looks up like, "What the hell did I just do?" <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> that was epic. A beer. <laughs> but all right, uh, all right, so yeah, okay, let's continue. Yeah, let's go. We, that was a crazy sidetrack, yeah, all off of a, uh, a typo that. Uh, that Marco had on these <laughs> notes, man. All right, so uh, so next we have Santos, which is probably, I think it's my favorite out of this. Very cool figure. It comes with two right different now. head sculpts, uh, similar yeah. to the Elite seventy four Andrade, where you have a masked head sculpt and an unmasked. Yeah, I, I love yeah. this dude. I think again, if he's used right, this guy is going to be main eventing pay per views. Um, you know, sooner rather than later. So yeah. I'm yeah. stoked to add this one to my collection. Um, and you get the uh, NXT Cruiserweight championship as well yeah the updated belt so yeah, yeah very so cool that's pretty cool um candace candace LeRae. candace looks awesome a, yeah candace looks pretty cool yeah um, in true bill fashion if you're an nxt uh wrestler you get a ton of love yeah candace has it looks like it's a lot of brand new unique parts they're using for candace yeah um, i wonder if she's gonna have like the uh have we seen since bianca belair has any of the other uh women elite figures have the like the toes that like bend upwards have no, you noticed no, that, that at was all? just a that was just a one-off man so far huh kind of curious to see if they like they would do that again on any of the elites but um so last you but know, not w- least women's toes matter yeah it's true i mean they need that articulate actually she does a like skipping move too so maybe that's why they how uh, she like skips down to the ring maybe that's why they added that uh for like yeah sure photography. sure <laughs> um <laughs> but um next we have uh cruise He's the uh, standard and an elite version of uh, Apollo Cruz. Um, so yeah, he rounds out that. No, you get a standard in uh, a chase. I think is what you meant to standard say. Standard in a chase. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Variant. Um, but yeah, so what do you guys? What's your favorite out of this? Are you picking up the whole I like, line? Is I, it, I like yeah, white I like trunks. The, uh, are you, if, for Apollo, I kind of like the blue trunks, man. They're a little bit brighter, mm. and it's not the chase. So it's a little bit cheaper. True. Um, one cool thing about Apollo. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen all of it. I think Apollo is going to have the double jointed elbows. You know, um, Action Figure Tech came out and said that they're going to start working the double jointed elbows into some of the uh, regular elite figures over this year. Uh, it looks like Apollo and Santos Escobar are both going to have the double jointed elbows like the oh, Ultimate Edition figures. So. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I was actually, uh, to be honest, um, I was kind of digging the Elite 49 Apollo that came out back in 2017 uh, more than the two new ones until I realized he had the double jointed elbow. So I think I'll be adding that blue into my collection as my standard uh, Apollo. But Uh-oh. far and away, without a shout it out, my favorite figure of this series is going to be that Warlord. That Warlord is awesome. I was a yeah. big Powers of Pain fan uh, back in the day. And I'm just I'm praying to the figure gods that we can somehow some way get the Barbarian into the Mattel line. Yeah, the Warlord looks epic. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll move on to Basic Series 122, featuring the hot mess, Chelsea. Chelsea Green. Um, this is another that's uh, released yeah. wrestler coming out. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for the uh, the purple gear. Are you going for the purple or the black, Marco? 
I like the purple gear. Yeah. Uh, the black gear is pretty cool too, though. Uh, the black one's the chase, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the pur- yeah, the purple actually is, I mean, probably both. I mean, if if anything, but uh, yeah, either either you couldn't you can't go wrong with either either or. Yeah, the black um, is the chase. When given the when given the option, I'm always going to go with colored gear versus yeah. just straight up black gear. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since Steve Austin and Goldberg made it the the fashionable thing to do in wrestling, there's just so much black gear. So yeah, same same like Gina said. I like to add a little bit of pop of color yep. to my collection whenever I can. If especially if it's somebody like Chelsea Green who I really only need one figure of. No offense, Chelsea. Yeah. Um like I said this is this is the basic is this her series first figure. Yes, yep. first time. Well, she had a brawl. micro brawler. So, oh, that's right. Yeah, micro she brawl, did yeah. a micro brawler. But so it's first, her first time in the line for Mattel. Same with Damian yes. Priest. We're getting two first time in the lines this yep. series. Yeah. So Damian Priest, uh, Charlotte, and Drew round out uh, series one twenty two. So I yeah. mean, just gathering. I'm, I'm assuming Chelsea's the Chelsea and Priest are probably the the gets out of these out of this. Yep. Series. Yeah. And the uh, the purple Chelsea and Damian Priest will be will be joining the. Uh, the Chick Foley collection. For yeah, sure. Damian Priest with the uh, wrapped up ribs. It looks like too, as well with the uh, tape around the ribs. Yep. Yeah. That, uh, do we or do we not get a Bad Bunny figure? I think it's going to happen. We got Gronk. That's happening, and I feel like Bad Bunny really embraced WWE um, even more so than <laughs> than Gronk did. So yeah, I think we're getting Bad Bunny. I could, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and uh, go out on a limb. Bad Bunny will be the build a figure for the WrestleMania 38 Elite set. Oh, think so? I could see. Yeah, yeah, I could totally see that. Well, one, I think it would be beneficial because if if Bad Bunny comes out as just like his own figure, can you imagine how hard that figure is going to be to find based on like oh, yeah. what we saw with Bad Bunny's merch sales and his, you know, all, all of his shit just selling out like almost immediately? Like, I feel like. Uh, a build a figure would be a better way for us normies to get our uh, our hands on it. I mean, and it would guarantee that you're yes. selling out that whole set, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. True. It would, yeah, it would benefit us, but at the same time, WWE they want to benefit off of dollars. So he's, I think yeah. he's definitely going to have his own figure, but alone. Maybe yeah, but what, what would edition. be what would be better than you know you could sell four figures for every one bad bunny figure that you sell, you know? He so. Could, uh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. He could maybe be, I could see him possibly be in the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, you know, some yeah, super premium packaging cool. and stuff. Um, the other thing awesome. we don't got in the notes here, it leaked this week that there's going to start being some WWE um, product on Mattel Creations. So Mattel yes. Creations is uh, Mattel's site. It's similar to Maddie Collector back in the day, but a, a little bit different. It's basically where Mattel releases their um, products that are made in much lower quantities and are specifically for... Uh, the hardcore like niche collectors, it's yeah. items that wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, be viable for a retail space. So I'm really hoping that we get some of the accessories we've asked for over the years. You know, a brother love uh, set, uh, the Paul Bear funeral parlor set, the barbershop set, um, maybe some big entrance stages. That's what I'm hoping for. It'll be cool if it's figures, but I'm really hoping we get some unique product on uh, on the Mattel creations for WWE. So um, we're supposed to be getting announcements on what's actually going to be available and when towards the end of this month. Yeah, it's similar to like a Hasbro Pulse where they do, um, they they release um, figures and stuff like that on, on Hasbro Pulse and stuff like that. So that's where yeah. the, the uh, Sasha Banks um, Mandalorian figure was and it instantly obviously sold out because it's Sasha Banks and uh you know she's a superstar so 
That was I can expected. see it's finally getting that gobbledygooker figure that was at San Diego Comic Con about eight years ago. I can see it coming yeah. out. Uh, yeah, Mattel Creations. It's possible. It's a possibility. Um, speaking to an existence, like we always do. But uh, so we'll end this off with a uh, basic series one twenty three. Um, we have Braun again making another another return. So two figures. The final appearance coming. of Braun. Yeah. Who knows? He might have another one. We don't even know. I think Braun's be. going to be back sooner rather than later. I don't think we've seen the last of Braun. Yeah, I think he'll I don't be, think he's yeah. finished with us yet. Yeah, no, definitely not. Um, Dexter Loomis, we have as well in the series. Apollo Cruz is making a return. We have Otis, as well as uh, Atlas, as well. So how did, it's how the hell did Jake mind. Atlas get a figure, man? Like I, I'm not mind. hating on it. I love getting new characters, but again, I just how the hell did how did we get Jake Atlas before we got Cameron Grimes? True. Yeah, good that's a good point. question. Who knows? Don't I'll we, ha- don't we have I- this brawn in a green shirt like this? I feel like we... Is we he- got Edge that was wearing a Braun Strowman green shirt like that a couple months back, which yeah. is like arguably the worst figure Mattel's ever made. But, but no, the- this is our yeah, first... Yeah, for uh, some reason, the- I thought we had... I'm, I'm- this is our first uh, Truth Commission Braun Strowman that we've gotten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's That ends the uh, reveals. Obviously, there's more, more coming down the line at SD- SDCC, so... Yeah, we'll I don't see think what else uh, I have planned. I don't think we were expecting as uh, as big a reveals as we got being so close to San Diego Comic Con. But yeah, some pretty cool stuff we saw this week. Uh, Marco, what all did you add to your collection? Uh, this week I uh, finally received one of the last pieces to the uh, fan takeover. Uh, Johnny Gargano made his way finally Wolverine. to the doorstep. Yeah, awesome figure, Wolverine inspired gear. Love it. it was, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Wolverine, so that. That figure was a definite get. Um, and the, I actually got the, I forgot I ordered this like months ago when it was announced. The uh, Chris Jericho, uh, his book, the uh, the list, which is pretty awesome. I think he spoke about it last night on Dynamite. Um, it's literally all his matches over 30 years because he kept record of every single match he's ever had. Um, That's cool. So, so I heard that. So does it just list them out or does it like, does he have like a paragraph about each match or what's the actual like format or whatever? Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, just, it's just like one, a, it's just one page, just one list. Yeah. It's, one it's, list got, it's got 30, matches. it's got 30 bullet points on it, you know? Yeah. With the, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much it. Yeah. It's only, that's all. It's just one page and uh, that's all you read. But no, it's a, uh, it's kind of like an almanac almost like set up. Like it's like statistics in there. How many, you know, how many losses he has against this person how many wins he has against this person. It's, it actually, it's, it's almost like set up like almost like a list. Um, but there are paragraphs in there from like some of the people he faced as well. They, they put blurbs and stuff like that on some of the uh, standout matches that he's had and stuff like that. It's a pretty cool okay. book. Nice. Anything else? No, it's, that's it. All right. Pretty so light. for us, we had, uh, you know, we talked about it last week on the, how many chicks segment. Once we really started looking into it, how cool the elite 78 chase Naomi was, and uh, yeah, I was inspired. I went ahead and added it to the collection. So I got an MOC Elite 78 Chase Naomi uh, sitting here in the collection right now. It'll be featured on a future episode of Unboxing Mania. Aside from that, awesome. we got the AEW Championship from Forbidden Figurines. Um, again, these things are just like, they're basically miniature versions of the belts. They're, that's how accurate they are and just how incredible they look. So if you have not gotten anything from her yet, treat yourself to a Forbidden figurines championship belt and then uh we just had a load of chalk line i got the uh the satin um like boxing shorts style of uh hulk hogan shorts that came out the red python power ones um 
and Chalkline has just been dropping heat nonstop. So, so keep it locked on their Instagram account because um, they're going to be putting a hurting on our bank accounts this summer. Uh, Sheen, what'd you think of the, uh, the Sonic Chalkline shorts that came out? Oh, they're awesome. I mean, I loved Sonic the Hedgehog, so they definitely hit the nostalgia feels for me. And they're, they were just beautifully done. I love like that, you know, like that brick pattern. So yeah, really, really good. Yeah. So stay tuned uh, on Chalkline's Instagram. They always give you at least a day's notice when stuff's going to drop. Uh, and again, like we said, summertime. So stuff is selling out quick. Hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. time for how many chicks how many chicks is a segment where i the heel husband pick out one of our 1000 plus wrestling figures from our collection and present it to sheena live on the air for an instant rating and review how many chicks is brought to you by our friends at homage homage specializes in bringing vintage inspired designs on the absolute softest tees in the biz because with homage comfort is always part of the game plan you can visit Homage's online shop at homage.com and find all their latest designs on social media at Homage. That's H-O-M-A-G-E. All right, so we do got a slight spoiler this week. The uh, the figure yeah. would not fit in the Undertaker's casket, so we're using the Jack's bone-crunching action dumpster for this one. Sheena, are you ready to reveal the figure? I'm ready. This little hat stuck in here. Oh, we got um, Funko Pop Bray Wyatt. So this is. <laughs> He's here. Chick Foley show. We're here. I wonder how long it's going to be before we hear that music again on WWE TV. So Sheena, describe this. So again, this is not the fiend. This is the Bray Wyatt pop. So Sheena, tell us about yeah, this. Yeah, this is cult leader, um, Swamp Man Bray. He's got on the burgundy pants. Uh, you know the the penny loafer style shoes. Got the wrist wraps, black tank top um, with the uh, the fedora. That's what this. That's what that hat's called, right? The fedora. Yeah, yep. the fedora. <laughs> um, and yeah, looks really good. Looks just like Bray Wyatt. If it. it I, I'm kind of disappointed, you know, obviously Funko Pops don't come with a ton of accessories always, but I wish this had a lantern. I feel like it really would have set this figure mm. off, you know, yeah. that's all, yeah. that's all it really needs. I feel like it would be definitively Bray if it would have had a lantern with it. Yeah, pretty cool. This is based off of his look from uh, WrestleMania 30 against John Cena. He had an elite yeah. with the same look with the maroon pants. Um, it's decent kind of run of the mill pop uh mm-hmm. doing a quick look it's going for about anywhere from 25 to 30 bucks on ebay right now it's still pretty affordable if you need to go back and complete your your pop collection honestly i don't even remember 
where we got this thing at. I want to say we got this at Hot Topic. Is, yeah, is that definitely. what you remember thinking? Sheena? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, Sheena was uh, back. This was back when she was still hardcore deep pop in the, in the yeah. pop game across yeah. not just WWE, but a bunch of lines. And she was hitting, uh, the, there was a mall about 10 minutes from our house in Hawaii. And Sheena was hitting that mall, you know, damn near on a weekly basis and keeping up with, you know, when when and where uh, the different pops were going to hit. So I think Sheena grabbed this one pretty much as soon as it hit the shelves there in Hawaii. Uh, Marco, I can't remember, man. Do you do you got much of a WWE pop collection? Uh, no, not really. I have a very small collection, but uh, this one actually looks pretty cool. I kind of mm-hmm. like the uh, the tattoos and stuff that they have on, on his arm. Obviously, his tattoos on his arms and like his pants have like the little writing. Mm-hmm. It looks like on as well, which is pretty awesome. Um, I guess, obviously, this is based off his WrestleMania 30 Look, and I was there in attendance and literally like cool. just walking around Bourbon Street. All you seen was like cosplay of uh, Bray Wyatt. Just a lot of Hawaiian shirts, a lot of beards and a lot it's of fedoras. Funny, it's funny that you say that because <laughs> I, I know, I know we told the story on here before <laughs> about um, the fig god, our friend Jordan Wells, um, mm. dressing in cosplay for WrestleMania yeah. 31 in his uh, Hawaiian shirt. And then, you know, Bray clearly. Yeah lost in, in horrible fashion and yeah, yeah. And then even the wrestlemania walked, was not yeah the ubers were like crazy leaving out of wrestlemania 31 in san jose <laughs> so we, we were kind of looking on google maps and realized that there was an in and out that was like you know maybe like three quarters of a mile away from the stadium so we're like let's screw it let's just walk over there and eat something and then we'll go uh back to the hotel afterwards and the entire way over there people are yelling at jordan hey it's bray wyatt you know and he was so pissed because <laughs> Poor guy, man. He was so confident that Bray was going to beat The Undertaker. And we were telling him, like, dude, The Undertaker is not losing twice yeah. in a row at WrestleMania. It's not happening. Yeah, no, definitely not. And then, of course, you know, Bray Bray eats the tombstone and, and takes the pin. And, yeah, he was just going off at everybody yelling at him. And I was like, dude, what did you expect, man? Like, you're cosplaying uh, as Bray Wyatt. And you're, like, a big dude. Like, you're not yeah. flying under the radar, you know? Uh, yeah. And you're surrounded so by, like, you know, thousands of marks. Too. It's not like you're just walking into a bar, you know, a normal bar. Yeah, you're literally surrounded by thousands of marks who are also Bray Wyatt fans. Yeah, exactly. And it, like I said, there was so many Bray Wyatts in uh, in New Orleans uh, when we went there. It was, it was pretty insane. But uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a pretty awesome figure. There's a hat. The, obviously, the hat doesn't come off. No, right? it it's, doesn't it's on. Out. Yeah, anything like that. It's pretty. It, they should have. I mean, they could have done that. But other than that, yeah, no, it's pretty awesome. All right, let's get to business. So we've had AEW figures, we've had elites, we've had basics. This is our first pop, so I'm interested to see where you guys uh, weigh in on this. Again, we go from 0.0 to 5.0. Sheena, how many chicks do you give the Bray Wyatt pop? Well, it's it's really hard to measure this up against like an elite or an ultimate edition or something of, of that nature just because it's just like a totally different product, you know? Um and knowing the 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 way that pops are, I mean, they typically don't have like you know the best paint apps, or they don't come with yeah. the most accessories. They don't have any art, you know, very little if any articulation. Um, overall, I say I'm going to give this a two point eight, um, just because one, it doesn't come with the lantern, which I feel like is a you know a huge miss. Um, and yeah, besides that, I mean. It, you know, it could be anybody. It could be like a guy from Duck Dynasty, right? I just feel like. 
Are there a lot, are there many fedoras on Duck Dynasty? I thought <laughs> no, they'd go for more right. the bandana yeah. headband. The bandana headband, yeah, that's definitely more the look on Duck Dynasty. Yeah, he could just be like a, a folk singer, you know, some sort of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's at open mic night at the uh, the Z- local hipster bar. Yeah, ZZ Top. It could be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. All right, so Sheena came in at two point eight. Marco, what's your rating? Um, I'm gonna probably go. I was gonna go two and a half. I'm gonna go two for this, um, only because they could have. They could have given a little bit more detail with stuff. So, like, the hat, for instance, could have been, like, the actual, like, tan color hat that he usually has. Um, Did he wear a tan hat at, at 30? It was kind of, like, well, at, at no, he, wore a, black hat. 30, he wore a black yeah. hat at 30. He did wear a black hat at 30, right? Yeah. I should, I um, guess, that, you know, if I wasn't being, I, I, some, I, uh, see, yeah. so full disclosure, I grabbed this. I grabbed the pop and brought it down for Sheena like ten minutes before we started recording. I probably should have brought down the elite also because there is a there is an elite that goes along that's basically the exact same attire. And we could have done a little bit of a uh, a comparison. Yeah. So so we'll go with this way. So like, if I was to make a Bray Wyatt pop, I wouldn't make it specifically for only us wrestling fans to like know what attire he was wearing. Maybe just have him in his generic attire that he wore week to week with yeah. the shirt. Yeah. And I then, think like I said, it would have been a hat. little more distinct if he would have had like the linen pants and the, yeah. um, you know, the, the shirt and that sort of thing. And like you said, a lantern yeah. might've been pretty awesome as well. Does Rock he have the little chair? Now we're yeah. really getting crazy. Yeah. Does he have the little logo on the side of the hat? Is that there? Like nope. the, no, it's just a black hat. It's just a little grayish black hat. But yeah. on the package, they have the logo. That's not good yeah. at all. It looks like it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no, two it is. I'm, I'm happy I'm giving it a two just because of the uh, – I do like the fact that they added that uh, – the uh, bowler's glove that he used to wear mm-hmm. um, on his arm. But other than that, yeah, it's a it's a two for me. So I feel like you guys kind of let uh, let Funko off easy on this one. I'm giving it a 1.1, 1. 1, mm. all right? Wow. I'm giving it a 1.1 1. 1 because the, what we have there, it does look nice. But, yeah, it's just incomplete one – I think this is a lazy uh, Bray Wyatt pop. Like Sheena said, he should have had the lantern and he should have been an interest gear. He should have had the Hawaiian shirt too. Yeah. Um, he had writing on his shirt. He had, uh, I think like all hope is lost and the buzzard logo on his tank top at WrestleMania 30. He doesn't have that, you know, so it's just a plain black. Yeah, there's tank no top. way yeah. to definitively know who this is. Like if you just, yep. if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, so again, really the only credit I'm giving it is because it does look nice for what it is. It's not like a, you know, it's not a, it's not a crap figure where you're like, oh my god, this looks horrible. If you're a hardcore nice wrestling fan, yeah, you know what it is, but yeah, it's just. But there was just so much complete. more potential that you could have done, which could be seen by the Fiend Pop. The Fiend Pop is arguably the best WWE pop um, that they've ever done. You know, they put a lot of detail in it, and it looks amazing. Um, I feel like this one was, you know, there was just the potential for our Bray Wyatt pop was way higher than what they executed here. Um, which is why I give it a 1.1. This brings his average down to a straight up 2.0, which means that the Bray Wyatt pop is the worst figure in the history of how many chicks, um, at least wow. since we, we re baseline the, uh, the scale and stuff. So he, he is now the low point for anybody else to challenge. So, Dang. uh, yeah, we'll see what brings it. Um, Sorry, Bray. We'll put you back yeah. in the dumpster where you belong. Wow. 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 Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to keeping it tranquilo. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, 
our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more. You can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. El Idolo! Keeping It Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. Verb is your delicious 90-calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge-watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. All right, Marco, I uh, I got to keep it real, man. We were going through, we were looking at the show notes you provided, <laughs> and me and Sheena just started cracking up when we saw your recommendation for this week because it was one, it was funny, and two, it was you know it was so Marco. That's that so is Marco. Yeah. yeah, that's so Marco. So Marco, sell us on Spiral colon from the Book of Saw colon. Uh, so yeah, so um, it's basically the next chapter in the Saw series. I'm pretty sure you guys seen the trailer at least. Or no, of this, this is the one that Chris Rock was involved with, right? Yes, yes, exactly. So it's not a prequel. It's well after you know all the Saw events and stuff like that. And basically, you know, things start happening again. There's someone out there continuing this uh, Jigsaw's this legacy. Legacy, yeah. Um, but the other side of this is it's a summer themed movie. It's actually set like during on or around Fourth of July, essentially. So it's in July, essentially. So that's why I picked this. Because it's a good feel good summer movie you can watch uh, with your with your loved ones, um, minus children. Children shouldn't watch <laughs> yeah. this movie at all. Um, there, I mean, if you've seen any other Saw movie, uh, this one's actually the storyline's actually really uh, good in this one. It's kind of like it, it keeps you guessing to the very end of it. Um, the contraptions, I didn't think they can get any crazier with the Saw contraptions, but I was totally fooled. They uh, there's some sick people out there that write these movies. Um, yeah. I'll just say that <laughs> they're so they're very creative at the same time as well. So I don't know what it yeah. is. I I feel like I've become such a weakling, and since you know, just getting older and becoming a mom, like I used to be so into all this kind of stuff, and now watching it, I'm like, oh, like I'm watching it behind like my fingers, you know, just like looking through. Um, it, it, and that kind of stuff like sticks with me so yeah. hard now, you know, like when I see that kind of stuff, so. I don't know what it is. I'm like, oh my God, I'm losing my edge, man. I used to be like, you know, the horror queen. And now I'm just like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you just go. Yeah. A lot of these are like, oh, oh my God. Well, what the hell? Yeah. You, yeah. You do like kind of as you get older, I think it kind of like it shocks you a little bit more. Cause... I think you're I think when you get a little bit older, your, your mortality comes more into play. And you're just yeah. like, no, you're like, you know, oh when, God, you're, when you're a teenager and you're like early 20s, like you just feel like you're invincible. But now you're like, holy hell, no. This way. could happen to me. Yeah. I could be one of these traps and i have to find my way out you like actually think logically to these things exactly but, uh, yeah you're applying logic <laughs> to these like horrible you know horrific situations uh but yeah it's a it's a good uh it's a, it's a good movie by uh the wife loved it she she thought uh she actually a lot of people you know if you watch any chris rock movies you're like eh, it's not the greatest actor but he's actually really good in this movie i think uh i think horror movies are, are his forte now I still um, think CB4 was the best uh, Chris Rock movie ever. You remember oh, that yeah, one, Marco? Was, I mean, I used to watch that 
like religiously. I know like every word, I know that movie word for word. Shout out to uh Cheap Heat. You know, they keep that movie alive with the Black Power rankings with the um, Black Y'all song. And oh, then it also had the big hit Sweat on My Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had the soundtrack and everything. Yeah, I learned all those songs. So yeah, definitely uh definitely watch this uh movie if you have the uh the chance to the summer. Me and Sheena were pretty big Saw fans back in the day. I want to yeah. say we saw the first three like in the theaters, and then yep, I think I after too. part three, we kind of uh, kind of fell off, you know, and uh, it, it kind of just faded away from our, uh, you know, from from prominence for us. Uh, yeah, Sheena, what was your tranquilo pick for this week? So I'm going to recommend uh, Seth and I went back, and well, we didn't go back. We watched um, Master of None, this the new season of Master of None. It's not. I really. I want to call it season three, but it's not really a season three. It's kind of like it's, its own like little. A, yeah, it's more it, of a spinoff. It's a spinoff. Anything. I think it's called. I think it's like a you know something relationships. I can't remember what the exact moments of love. I think moments of love. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but it's season three, and it really just chronicles uh, the relationships of you. You know, Denise, Lena Waithe, uh, and then her her wife, uh, Alicia it just kind of like goes through their relationship and like, you know, the, the good, the bad, the ugly, the hard, the, um, very ugly. Yeah. The and very, very hard too. Yeah. It's, but I don't know what it is about it because the, the story it's, it's kind of a slow show. Like it, there's not a lot going on. I mean, you, there's literally only like four actors in this whole like season. You only see Aziz. It, it's, it's a complete like steering away from what we know of like Matt season one and two of, of master of none. If you've ever watched master of none with Aziz Ansari, but he's in it. Um, but it's, it's, it's really beautifully shot. It just makes you feel like really warm and cozy, but the storyline kind of makes you feel like it's like a heavier storyline at, at times. And, uh, it's just a really, really good kind of powerful watch. So I, I would, yeah. I highly recommend checking it out. Um, it's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, season three, Moments in Love of uh, Master of None. Yeah, I would say, if, yeah, if you uh, if you still get cut up, watch season three. But also, I think Master of None is just a great recommendation to go ahead and just get cut up on the entire series because the first two seasons are both only like ten episodes each. So yeah, it went on like watch- a four year hiatus too. That's the yeah. thing. You can watch the whole series in, in a weekend. It, it, it is really funny, really good, and it, and it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to stick with my typical and give you guys a podcast recommendation. So mine is the What If uh, Lynn Bias podcast from The Ringer. So this is on the feed. Uh, so it's a little bit complicated. Um, if you just Google like What If Lynn Bias, it, it'll come up. But it's on the same feed as their Book of Basketball podcast. But this is a kind of serialized um, podcast from The Ringer. And it's about Lynn Bias, who, if anybody's a sports fan, you know the name. This dude came into the NBA in 1986. He was extremely, extremely hyped. Like he was supposed to be kind of like it, Michael Jordan's rival coming yeah. up through the 80s and stuff. He was a legendary basketball player from the University of Maryland. He was the number two pick in the draft. So by some uh, a bunch of trades and wheeling and dealing, the Boston Celtics had been NBA champs and then gotten the number two pick in the NBA draft. And they drafted Lynn Bias out of Maryland. So it was going to be legendary. This guy was going to go play with Larry Bird um, and just be the next Boston Celtics superstar. And the night after the draft, he overdosed on cocaine. And the podcast just talks about, you know, everything that happened with this tragic, tragic incident and then all the fallout because there was just a ton 
of aftermath to this. Um, it's kind of crazy to think about it, it. It received a ton of media attention back in the eighties, but to think if something like this happened nowadays, oh, you know, yeah. something, somebody like Zion Williamson, um, went and like mm-hmm. OD'd right after getting drafted at Duke. Like you just, you can't even imagine something like this happening now. Um, but so it's, you know, it's got the, it's got the sports angle, the human drama angle, a little bit on like drug culture and stuff, just really, really interesting. And obviously anything that the ringer does is always going to be really uh, high quality from a podcast. Ringer's the, the best podcast in the biz, dude. They, you know, they, they besides are, us yeah. clearly, but uh, yeah, 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 number two, besides the Chick Foley show and right. the rest of the pod foundation network. Right. Um, but yeah, they are on point. Uh, Sheena, do we got any listener mail this week? Of course we do. Our first question comes in from Dougie Nunya. He says, do you think AEW will have an SDCC exclusive? I'll pass it to um, Seth. I don't know, because I don't think Jazzwares is at SDCC. That's the thing. Mattel, is, Mattel has like a standard setup at SDCC. Unless I'm missing something, I don't think Jazzwares is a part of SDCC. So I'm going to say, obviously, I hope they do. I would love it if they did, but I think the answer to that's going to be no. All right. What, okay. So, just hypothetically, if if they could have us an exclusive, what would you oh, what would you want? You to already be? know where I'm going. The uh, first AEW. <laughs> oh, pay-per-view. that's right. We talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Double or nothing. Bret Hart with the uh, the uh, super obnoxious like snakeskin silver and <laughs> black metallic shirt. Up. Yeah. Uh, with the AEW. Looks like he raided Jericho's closet. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it's got to be the uh, the hitman. All right, uh, Marco, I'm going to ask you, Zach Hertzler wants to know, what is your favorite tag team finisher? Oh, boy. Because we talked talk so finisher. much about tag team wrestling uh, tonight. What is your favorite tag team finisher? Man, only because it was so brutal that I think a lot of people almost died from it is the uh, Doomsday Device. It's probably my favorite uh, tag team finisher because it was you can you can't do that move properly at all. Like yeah. you, there's no way to properly yeah. fall to it. They are pretty much looking to kill you um, <laughs> when they did it. Um, You're risking breaking somebody's neck every time you yeah. do that move to them. It just looked cool too. Like the you're just coming off the top with a clothesline and just the guy just flailing. Yeah, it just flies backwards. Anytime you have a yeah. really tall, like stacked move like that, it's always yeah. going to look super, super impactful. Yeah, you're um, not getting up from that either. If you land on your neck or your head, you'd. That's definitely like a legit like finisher. Yeah. Um, in my eyes anyway. Based on my bias, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the heart attack. Seth, do you have a uh do you have a favorite tag team finisher? Uh so I love the powerplex, man. Power and glory, Hercules and Paul Roma. You know, Hercules hits the superplex off the top rope and then Paul Roma comes uh to finish him off with a top rope splash. So yeah, I think the powerplex from Power mm-hmm. and Glory was my favorite uh Tag team finisher. The shatter machine's pretty freaking awesome too. If you think shatter about machine. like the uh, the revival, the I yeah, think. I mean it's like a super code breaker. Well, I mean it's cool though, yeah. Yeah, no? it's cool. <laughs> I mean, no, it's. it's <laughs> I don't think it's an all timer. Sorry, Sheen. Just, just I know you were yeah, just giving you just your like opinion. Cra- you just crapped on me. Okay, we'll move. We'll move on. No, <laughs> uh, no love for uh, FTR slash uh, revival. Um, Johnny JB says, whose show will you attend first? WWE, AEW. 
I don't think we're going to New Japan. Um, Whichever one yeah. comes to Norfolk. <laughs> yeah. Whichever one gets closest on the East Coast first. We're down for whatever. Uh, I would love to go to an AEW show. Uh, I have not been to one, so I, I would be super hyped to to go to an AEW show. So hopefully they, they come around here. What about you, Marco? Are you excited for in-person wrestling again? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, they were. I, I think they moved the date to like either like October, November for Boston AEW. So um, definitely, that would be my second AEW show. Um, if they do make their way around here, I'll definitely go to that because that it was like their. I think it was like their third or second show for AEW Dynamite, and it was probably like one of the most like electric crowds ever. Like that crowd was insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, looking forward to seeing WWE again live in person. So, I mean, I can't choose whoever. We'll just say whoever comes around first. Whoever's in yeah, the that's how I feel. I, I have no, I have yeah. no preference. Whoever gets the closest and you know gets here first is is where I'm going. Yeah. So, Zach comes in with another one. He says, "With Fourth of July weekend, what is your favorite food for a cookout?" Ooh, Seth. So I'll stick with our family tradition every summer. Going, I think we're going on like a three or four year streak here. Um, we do a big seafood boil in, yeah. there in Kentucky. So my dad's got a, he's got some dude that he works with that's got the hookup on getting fresh uh, Gulf of Mexico shrimp, which are the absolute best tasting shrimp there are. And uh, so we get those imported and we do a big seafood boil, you know, with the potatoes, sausage, uh, corn, uh, Tashina's dad's chagrin. There's no crawfish. Like I remember it was uh, <laughs> 2019. Uh, Tashina's dad showed up and she was just ragging on my dad about, man, you couldn't get us no crawfish. <laughs> like, Bro, he promised he, he he's the one he that did. builds up the crawfish. That was he the whole did. thing. Yeah, is he was my, like, oh, we're go- we got this. We got all these crawfish and the, and the guy didn't come through. His dealer freaking let us down. Yeah, dude. My, my dad loves put on a a, uh, a big meal full disclosure we're actually taking the chick foley show on the road me and sheena are heading to kentucky on monday so we'll be uh down in the south um recording next week when we do the show and uh yeah one thing about my dad he loves putting on a, a big event big you know party type uh type meal for folks and he'd been talking about getting all this cajun uh seafood and his guy that gets him shrimp was supposed to be getting him some crawfish and fell through at the last minute so everybody was a little bit let down and and yeah she, sheena's dad did let him off the hook man so we still laugh about that uh <laughs> yeah for, for me so i obviously i got a soft spot for that um as far as like traditional cookout food, like hamburgers or hot dogs, I'll take a hot dog any day, man. Yeah. I love a well cooked hot dog, man. That's they're me. they're they're delicious. They're salty, savory. The little ketchup on there, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a hot dog over a hamburger all day at a cookout. Yeah, I want a fully dressed oh. hot dog though. I want a hot dog with like all the stinkers, man. Like you get Everything. me, yeah, they give me a well cooked hot dog with like the relish. Works. Yeah, the works relish ketchup mustard diced onions diced onions whatever you got like slap it on that bad boy i love a, a, a hot dog i also love like like hot dog I like baked beans like you know if we're talking about just like traditional like i, I love good baked beans so hot dog mm. and baked beans what about you marco um so you have a tips i have a tips guy steak tips i should have known finer things club the president yeah, of the finer things club I mean, you're gonna go somewhere they got steak what's, tips what's a cookout without steak tips like you can't that's <laughs> i'm not even attending i want to hang out with marco's friends <laughs> it's either like steak tips chicken wings that type of stuff or barbecue wings no. that type of stuff but everybody yeah, everybody is uh, stopping at like kroger or sam's club on the way to our cookout so nah, you grab it grabbing some pre-made shit you know see, bring we, it. We get to, yeah now we go to the we go to there's a uh there's a place called McKinnon's around here. That's like a, it's all meat. It's like a butcher shop. That's, that's where we go to get the meat. So like steak tips, 
burgers, all that stuff. Everything's fresh. You actually go there before you go to the the cookout. You don't store it. You just go there, pick it up, and then go right to the barbecue with it so it's fresh. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, definitely steak tips is my thing. It's I always got to try. Um, if I know that they're going to be at some type of barbecue or I'm going to – you have to try them. That's, that's just me anyway. Yeah. Just keeping with the 4th of July – um, theme we have going on here. Tony Barker wants to know what is one of your favorite, uh, or what is the one firework you cannot love uh, live without every Fourth of July? What's one Roman <laughs> candle? I yeah. was going to say Roman candle too. I don't know why. It's the funnest, for... dude. It's impossible not to feel like a badass when you're dual wielding <laughs> some Roman candles. Yeah, you're shooting DX, doing crotch shots. Um, you know, holding it like it's a you know the the male sex organ and pointing it straight out and getting yeah. a little pelvic thrust going on each fireball like yeah there's nothing better than a, a, a roman candle yeah roman candle fights those are the best yeah, yeah. oh they yeah. were the best anyway yeah i like you know lady fingers <laughs> fuzz buttles snicker bombs church burners who's could use who's could don't yeah zippity <laughs> doodahs crap flappers those are uh those are my uh, favorite screaming memes you know every once in a while I like, I like a, i like a I like a black cat so uh anyway <laughs> if you don't get that reference nobody probably gets that reference because we're, oh no we're of course old. you have to get that. i mean obviously you probably pro- people probably who knows who knows joe dirt listen i used to have the the joe dirt joe uh, yeah the joe dirt's uh <laughs> sister or girlfriend's haircut you know i i, I was really into the really short pixie was it pixie daphne cat. right what was it daphne was that her name no her name wasn't daphne look up joe dirt's girlfriend's name i don't think it was daphne it was daphne was it? Um, I think. Uh, uh, I can't believe I can't remember because that uh, I've watched that movie probably a hundred times. Uh, anyway, I'm pulling up on IMDb right now. Hold on. Yeah, if you remember, she had like super short, like blonde hair, and that was uh, <laughs> that, that was, was Brandy. 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 That's yes. her name. Yeah. Brandy is definitely. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. I thought you meant is like uh, his. Uh, Not like the sister, his, where he's like, "I'm your sister. sister. I'm your sister." Yeah. No, <laughs> that was Jamie Presley, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, that was, her name was yes. Jill. That's, that was her name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about Brandy. I had the Brandy haircut. <laughs> oh, but I have to watch that movie now. I have to find it and probably buy it because that movie's a classic. <laughs> All right, Ryan Ferguson says, if you were to give, if you were given free range to create one storyline, start to finish in wrestling today, what would you do, Seth? One storyline, start to finish. I assume that we're we're not hmm. uh, we're not tied down by any contractual. I'm not putting I'm not putting any limitations on this thing for you guys. I'm letting you guys just go go wild. So I don't know who it's going to be, but there's some sort of evil force that's taking over the wrestling world. And the only crew that can shut them down is Roman Reigns, John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. And I know it's worn out as welcome with some fans, but it would probably be a freaking tear in my eye. Uh, Rick Flair style if we got one more shield reunion to take down some big bad and uh, you know ride high once again so yeah yeah I'm, I'm down for I'm down for a legitimate huh. like definitive shield reunion we never got that and it's it's disappointing I mean there like I said there was a number of things that happened along the way that that kept us from getting that it was like injuries and, getting, yeah it was injuries all the time it was just yeah. it was snake bit every time they tried to do it man. yeah 
Marco, you got any thoughts on any storylines you would like to see play out? Man. Are we going? Are we going cross promotion? How are we doing this? Yeah, go for we're it. Doing cross promotional stuff. Get as wild I, as your imagination will allow. I mean, I think you have to. I think you have to go with you know, obviously with Kenny Omega, in his you know bell collector ways. You know, he's you know he's taking the Impact Championship. He's he has the uh, AAA title. He has the AEW title. Obviously, he he may head over to NWA. Take the ten pounds of gold. Have that on him. You might head over to New Japan and uh, take that title. But uh, there's then there's one title that he really wants. Kenny Omega. So we got the Kenny Omega uh, invasion, huh? Yeah, he has to. He has to kick in that door. He wa- He doesn't want the WWE Championship. Oh no, 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 no. He wants Working that universal title. Yeah, he wants that. He Can wants that title that imagine? represents the entire universe. Yeah, and that and that's where it begins. You know, Don Callis. You know, comes out, does his thing. He he's a, he's a head in hand, so he he makes it happen. He gets invis- that door. I think open it's the invisible from, hand. Isn't invisible that hand. That's right. Yeah. Uh, he kicks that door open. He gets that. <laughs> he hand. secretly gets that door open for him. Uh, he gets in there, and you know, you know. Obviously, you have the Good Brothers. They're going to come into play at some point. Um, the Usos. You know, let's say if they're oh, yeah, the you, have, you could have they're the, all together. Uh, yeah, the Bucks yeah, or the. Together. Um, or the Good Brothers and the Usos, yeah, that would yep. be, yeah, I, I would be here for that all day long. But also, you have that wild card. His name's Seth Rollins. That probably doesn't like the fact that Kenny Omega thinks he could just walk into his company and take a title shot when he pleases, whether he's a bell collector or not. So he has to watch out for him too, as well. So yeah, yeah, I'd be here for that. I'd be here for the Clash of the Titans for from yeah. AEW and uh, and WWE. Our last question is kind of a uh, a strange one, but I'm going to throw it at you guys anyway. It's, by, it's from Kevin Harrison. He says, would you rather fight a chicken to the death every time you get in a car, or would you like to fight a chimpanzee once a year, but you get to use a, shor- a sword? Fight <sighs> a chicken every time you get in a car, or a chimpanzee once a year with a sword? Yeah. I think I would- I'd go with the chimp once a year, even though chimps are pretty freaking fierce and scary. It's yeah. once a year, and I got a sword, um, so I can train all year long on my, you know, my sword play, my swordsmanship, and everything, and uh, and take this thing out. I mean, every that means every single morning, I'm already going to a job that I dislike, and now I'm gonna have to fight a freaking chicken, which would be very pesky. So yeah, I'm, I'm going my once a year fighting this chimp, man. Well, see, I think I, I I think I found a loophole because I drive a van, so I could be like, I don't. I could. I don't have to fight a chicken because I drive a van. You know, um, I don't have to fight it to the death. I don't like to kill any animals. Unfortunately, so I mean, <sighs> if huh, I could just that's... fight the chicken every morning and not have to kill it, like if I could just like fight it to get it, like throw it over the top rope or throw it out like, the window, you, you know, the vehicle that, that's it. The fight's over. Yeah, if you ex- yeah. if it exits the vehicle, then you get it out. So I, I would take that um, over killing killing the chimp- chimpanzee with a sword. What about huh. you, Marco? Um, I'm probably going to go with a chimp, uh, mainly because the same thing with, like Seth said, you could actually, like, you could train all year long, uh, get your swordsmanship up. Uh, so when you have to do battle with the chimp, you, you have a, at least a shot of killing it. <sighs> the, uh, the the chicken, it would just be annoying, knowing yeah. every day you would have to go in there and fight a chicken. And Especially around here. Especially every time you got in your car, think if you got to run a bunch of errands, you know? Like today, I went to... 
I went to Walmart. I went to Total Wine. Oh, true, I went to Taco yeah. Bell. So that's like three times I'm fighting. I didn't think about that, but every time you get yeah. in the car, yeah, yeah that's kind of get a... in the car. And the the other thing too is like in, in these parts around here, we have like a weird like like population of turkeys. No, no, obviously they're not chickens, but there's We've a heard weird about the population turkeys up in the Northeast. Turkeys, turkeys are everywhere. Insane. Like they like they they're in like there's like ten ten of them that like. Just like walk up and down the street, cross the Remember street. Seeing, uh, Tom, the Tom the Turkey, yeah. It's a uh, you know yeah. shout out shout out to this American Life. Listen to their Poultry Slam episode. You'll hear about how aggressive the uh, the turkeys are. In no, the, the so there's so you with turkeys like they usually if there's a turkey that's like obviously we'll say it has a screw loose essentially and <laughs> they usually leave it behind. Like they'll leave they'll the the flock will just they leave. abandon they abandon they abandon it, it right. Yeah. So we had to deal with one. That was like, it was probably like maybe like two and a half, three feet. It was like and the lunatic like, fringe of turkeys. Yeah, literally, you would try to, you'd walk out the door. It would just flit, like its feathers would just like prop up like crazy. And it would just charge right at you. It was So yeah, I'm not dealing with uh, any crazy. Poultry, no, no poultry, crazy yeah, no, poultry, no poultry from Marco. No, they're, they're, they're vicious. I'm <laughs> staying away from that. <laughs> and that what, wraps what a up question our to, uh, yeah. yeah, what a question ended on. Sheena, remind them where they can uh, find you guys on social media. You can always find me over on Instagram at Chick Foley, Marco over at the show's Twitter on Chick Foley, sh- at Chick Foley Show, and then join our Foley fam over on Patreon at ChickFoleyShow.com. Make sure to use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your purchases at ringsidecollectibles.com. And Marco, give us the closing words for this week's podcast. Uh, you know, it's it's 4th of July weekend. Just stay safe. Have a happy 4th of July. That's, that's all I got. Be free. <laughs>